trouble for pretending you know how to yes. sing like a Native American? Doing yes, I will. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will probably get in big trouble. Are you doing something different with your makeup? I like the smooth look you're, you have. Your lipstick is luscious and moist. I well, something... I went with a bright, brighter color today. Yeah, this is... And you did it yesterday, too, and I meant to compliment you on your look. Oh. What is going on with you? Are you, <laughs> are you experimenting over there? Well, I play around with stuff all the time. You know, I'm always... This is perfect. Learning a new technique. Not that I get a vote, but I vote yes. And keep it. <laughs> keep this look. Whatever you're I doing, try. you're doing you know, it. I, it's hard to duplicate over and over well, again. I think about you sometimes mm, when I'm doing it because it's my thank painting. You. Right. Well, you know, like what, these are the few art things that I can do. I can make up my face. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you're right. It is artistry that, you, you know, when you do makeup, when women do makeup on their face or Sal, there's a artistry to it. You have to uh, blend, and it's very much like painting. And, you know, I'm looking at you yesterday and today, and I'm seeing a consistency in the makeup. Uh, so this is a new look that you've, uh, that you've not only uh, developed, but you've uh, gotten to a point where you can replicate it, which I uh, admire, uh, well, you know, the- it's also like we talk about when I'm talking to you about painting or, or writing, the tool makes a difference. So sometimes yeah. I find a new tool. Is that what has happened? Yeah, it changes how well I can do something. Do you want to share with the women and Sal out there what tool you have discovered to <laughs> uh, get this new look of yours that is subtle and, and feminine? What is it? Well, I'm sure different people use different things. I use a lot of pencils. Ah, pencils. Yeah. Right on your face. Good for you. Yeah, on my eyes, on my face, on my lips. Robin, Robin <laughs> found pencils that make her beautiful and give her a consistency with her makeup. Fuck the Mona Lisa. We have Robin. Good for you. Now, I see what you're up to, and it's working. Good for you, well, Another triumph. I try to, try to look like I'm alive. <laughs> no, I see, I see what you've done. The, the last two days have been an absolute joy. Oh, to stare at me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got to look at you for a whole show, and uh, if anyone benefits, it's me. Well, thank you. Looking you know, I haven't good, said, Robin. Uh oh, yes, Lenny. <laughs> oh no, hey, you like to roll I'm makeup blood pool right now. Uh, the I slot, how's the slot? I don't. I, I just came, Lenny. So there you go. <laughs> well, God, that's the problem. You might. Pussy. What a gift God gave you. You might excite somebody you don't want to excite. <laughs> right. You accident. You accidentally stimulated Lenny again, and now yeah, you're. Lenny woke up. <laughs> Right. Robin, it would be an honor and a privilege for me to go down on you. I right. bet it would. <laughs> How delicious. I will take you, Robin, to a place you've never been. Hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Degradation. Right. You need it and you want it. <laughs> you do. You do need it and you do want it. Not necessarily for Anything money. else, Robin? Because it's time for me to eat that pussy. <laughs> Well, anyway, Amazing. good for you, Robin, uh, and your new look. And uh, 
I was going to say, here in the new year, I don't think I've spoken with Bobo. I thought uh, maybe we'd check in with him real quick. Bobo, you're on the air. How are you, Bobo, in Florida? Yeah. Good, man. How are you doing there, Howard? I have Good. to tell you, I am so relieved that you had taken me out of the whack pack. You know, over the years, you put me in, took me out for various things. But now, uh, quite honestly, I'm getting fucking freaked out. Because it's like a death curse. It's like when you guys are on vacation... And, and a lot of people die, and lots of times, unfortunately, Whack Pack pass away. Now they're dropping like flies. I and, put you uh, in the Whack Pack. I, at the end of the year, yeah, I decided who was out. in and who I'm was out. out. I took you. No, I put you in. No, you're in now. No, no. You, the last time you said you took, you have, you put me out. No, no. I put Thank you God. in the Whack Pack. You are in the Whack Pack. No, no. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yes, no. you well, are. Hey. You begged me. No. You said, I want to be in the whack pack. And I said, no, you no, know what, Bobo? You I, are wacky. Hey. You're in it. You're in it. No, no, no. I redeemed myself over the years. No. You it, redeemed it, it yourself? It really freaked me out, Howard. Let me get this straight, Bobo. And, uh, and, uh, and I, ho- I want you to think carefully. And I know thinking is, a, you know, it's troublesome for you. Yeah, why are you asking him to do such a difficult task? <laughs> well, because well, he's got to make a decision. Him. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna talk to you man to man, okay? Okay. I'm gonna take a few minutes of my valuable show time and talk with you. Over the years, you have just bugged the fucking piss out of me to put you in the whack pack. And when I don't, you cry like a woman. Now it's time to ma- sorry, Robin. This is man to man. You're not supposed to be listening. Okay, I'm not listening. Right, I'm not right, here. Right. This is tough guy talk. This is like the mob. You have begged me. You told you told me you see yourself as one of the most important whack packers. You sold me a bill of goods. You begged me, even though the audience said you just fuck Bobo. We don't want to hear from him. And I did. I acquiesced and I put you in the whack pack. I gave you your wish. And just like these fucking guys who join the mob and then they want to get out and they turn states evidence, all of a sudden you call me. In 2022, I'm freaked out. It's a curse to be in the whack pack. I want out. Now, I can tell you, like the mob, there is no out. Once you're in, you're in. It's just like um, Eric the actor never wanted to be whack pack, but he was in. He couldn't get out. <laughs> if you want to get out of the whack pack, my friend, there's only one way. Now, there is a way. I could. Here's what you're going to do, okay? You ready? All right. Yeah. Because to me, I see you being an asshole with me. You're constantly calling me. I want to be in the whack pack. I want to be in the whack pack. I put you in. Now you're like, oh, the whack pack is cursed. It's a death curse. You're fucking weird. Here's what you're going to be. Wait a minute. Wait number one. Number one. Number one, Bobo. I strip you of the name Bobo. Your name is Steve from Florida. I don't want you oh, calling no. in here as Bobo ever again. That's your whack pack name. And now you insult me after I go out on a limb and make you whack pack. Number two, any things of mine in your house in that shrine, I want back. The Howard Stern shrine is over. Number three, you will no longer attend special events like the birthday show or anything we have. I don't want to see you there. I don't want you contacting me about birthday show tickets or other specialty shows where the whack pack is invited number four the bobo week we're planning is now off the table 
No more Bobo Week. What? So, uh, you heard me. I'm disgusted with you. I put you in, and now you take yourself out. No more Bobo. No more Bobo puppet. We're burning it today. Fred oh, will be. Oh, no, that's right. Consider it. Oh, oh you, no. And, and uh, you, I, I sense you fucking laughing, but I'm going to tell you what. That cameo business you got going where it says Howard Stern's Whack Pack, Bobo, $60, Howard Stern's Whack Pack. I want that removed. So you're Steve from Florida on cameo. No mention of Howard Stern at all. That's only if I agree to. Uh... No, 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 you're going to... No, 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 no. You better fucking... Oh, it's only if I agree to leave. Finally. On Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram, no more of this. You know what his name is on Instagram and Twitter? Bobo H. Stern. You get rid of Bobo H. Stern. You're not H. Stern and you're not Bobo. You want it out, you're out. Wait a minute. You told me... All the jacket, all the jacket patches you have of Stern Show are to be taken off. And finally, like a sex offender, you go to your neighbors and you knock on their door and you tell them you're no longer in the whack pack, that you're no longer Bobo, that you're Steve. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wasn't saying take me out because I don't I don't like the whack pack. It was freak me out because people were dying. Yeah, and well, you want out? Plan. You want yeah. it out. Now let's take the oath to get you the fuck out of the whack pack once and for all. Oh, no, and no, never no, no, call no. me. No never no, you raise your right in. hand. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. Keep me in. Keep me in. What? I'll take my Raise hand. your right hand. No, I'm not going to do I that. Bo- repeat after me. I, Bobo. No, I cannot. I'm not losing all I this. I formerly known as Bobo. I, no, Steve no, from no, Florida, formerly known as Bobo from the Howard Stern Show. You, no, you did you, this once to me and that killed me. Yeah, no, you want it out. You want out? You want no, out of the no, whack no, pack? No, no, You're no. out. No. Oh, now all of a sudden you want in. I don't like the whack pack. If you ever call me, if it. you ever call me again with this nonsense, I'm going to make you take I the oath and I'm going to strip you of all your whack pack powers. I promise I won't. I won't. All right, now go fucking straighten yourself out. Never call me again with that kind of bullshit, and we'll never talk about this okay. again. Act like a man. Act like a man! Now, Howard, I got to ask you something. What the fuck is going on with the NFL players? Oh, goodbye, 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 goodbye. You disgust me. Hey, this guy he used to beg me every day. Put me yeah, in the yeah. whack pack. For years. You know, when he was told he wasn't whack pack. He cried. Please, please, please make me whack back. You saw he cried like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong with him. Now you finally uh, make him whack back. And he's I like, finally what? make I make him whack back and he's like, eh, yeah, you know what? I don't want to be whack back anymore. You see, Marianne, and by the way, I, I didn't even spring this up. No more calls to Marianne if he's out of the whack pack. I'm going to go fuck ah, himself. Ah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. This pri- everybody's gonna die, Bobo, and you had the privilege to be in the whack pack. We begged, we begged on our hands and knees, and Howard gave us the thrill, like the Queen of England, to put us in. And you're telling Howard now you don't want to be in the whack pack? Shame on you! There no whack pack privileges, no birthday shows, right. no calling up with stupid questions. You know, I really can't believe Howard. What's going on in this 
world. Bobo, what did you drink this morning? Well, let me tell you something. This guy calls me. I put him on first thing because he is in the whack pack. And he says, oh, I'm afraid to be in the whack pack. It's cursed. <laughs> and let me tell you, like Prince Harry, you know, they took away property from Prince Harry. I should take away his oh, house. Yeah. A fucking maniac. Amen, Howard. Amen. Right. And all his cameo privileges and everything else he got from the show. We've worked so hard to try to be in the whack pack. And when you said we were in the whack pack, I'm thrilled. I, that's the only thing. I never made cheerleading. I never made the choir. I'm in the fucking whack pack. Right. 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 And he turned his back. He turned his back on our family. Where is he? I'll get him back on. Here. Well, hold on. Get him back on. Get him back on. Let Marianne talk to him. Because if Mary, Marianne's right. I remember Marianne was begging me on Bobo's behalf. Put him in the whack pack. Howard, it'll make his life. She went to bat for him. And even Marianne getting in the whack pack took a long time because I wasn't sure what the fuck she was. That's right. Yeah. Him. Will you give him a second chance if he reconsiders? Because this is the do or die. What's today? January 19th. Do or die. This is like big, big day in Howard history. What is he thinking? Were you, did Where you just he? say, did you, well, I'm getting him back on, but why, did, when you were ranting, did you say you were rejected from choir? Yeah, I was, and I tried <laughs> out. I Let know. me hear you. So what did you I sing could. when you tried out for a choir? Seriously. I sang, uh, you, you belong to me. I can't remember. What was that song, Robin? You, but sing it. I'm, I'm you sure you, you, I'm sure you, do your best. Do your best. Do your best. I really want to hear how you try it out. I bet you could sing. Okay, wait, let, let me hear. Wait. Uh, isn't she lovely? Is isn't that real? That's how you sing? Wonderful. What? All I need is how it <laughs> in my life. Is that Okay, all right, all right, all right. It's Howard's little dick. It'll do the trick. All I need is Howard in the morn. He makes me feel so horn. Where's Bobo? On the phone is uh, Bobo, the, 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 the guy who every day changes his mind about being in the whack pack. Uh, oh, no. Shame on you. On. Yeah, can I, can on. I defend myself? Howard, you're the one who told me at the end, go, go to the tape. When you were going over the people that should be in it, I said, Howard, I want to be in it. You said, no, Bob, I'm taking you out. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. I you put you back in. Good, then I'm in. wanted there. to be in it. When Howard took you out, Bobo, you still were upset. We both were. We wanted to both be in it. Bobo, I'm telling you, get on your knees now. We'll forever hold your peace. Because if you ask Howard to be out of the whack pack, this is going to be like a Bobo-free summer. You better get your class. You right. uh, I'm, I'm no, I straighten them out. Don't worry about it. I I straighten them out. I had a moment of insanity. Uh, yeah, one, just one moment of insanity. Right. <laughs> All right, Marianne, uh, I'm going to drop this topic now. Leo, go ahead. You're on the air. Good morning, Howard. It's Leo from Boca. Do not Hi. take Bobo out. It's like the Supreme Court. Once you're on the Supreme Court, you're in there for life. Now, well, Bobo listen. Life. I'll take a, I'll take him out. Believe me, I, I'll have him do the oath right now, and he'll never be in the whack pack again. But, boy, all his privileges will be gone. That's all I'm saying. Please please do that because he's so annoying. And he said he, he redeemed himself through yeah. the years. He yeah. never should. <laughs> That's what he said. He redeemed himself. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, with, with his jacket and, and whatever else, you know, yep. that's ridiculous. Thank you, Leo. Good morning, my queen. Good morning. He did the wow. opposite of redeeming himself. That's how he wound up in the whack pack. Cliff, you're on the yeah, air, I man. <laughs> hey, Howard, I don't think Steve from Florida appreciates what he has. So I'm no. willing to sacrifice myself and be Bobo from Maine. No, we went through that already, dude. I'll tell you what, Bobo Cliff. School. I now am naming you Bobo from Maine. Sweet that is your name. Howard. I'm giving you the Bobo name. I'm so disgusted no, with this guy. I want out of Come the... On. He goes, one guy died. Marfan Mike died. He goes, I want to get out of the whack pack. It's a death curse. So what? He has no idea how good he has it. What? So no, let's say it is a death curse. Wouldn't you rather die being a member of the whack pack than, 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 than being have, Steve? Than being a nobody? <laughs> That's Steve right. No, Florida. you're right. Yeah, damn right. How many how many Steves are out there? Tons. That's right. Hey, Cliff. I mean, Bobo from Maine. Just uh, from now on, now that you're Bobo from Maine, pretend you're Bobo from Maine and call me up with a bad question. Ask me a horrible question <laughs> oh, that nobody cares on. about. Come on. Uh, okay, yeah. I- I'm all over. Me. Come on, Howie. We went down this road before. This is, We can't do this. Have all these Bobos calling. L- let's go to Chris from uh, Arizona. Hey, Chris. Good morning, Howard. Um, people would love to be in the whack pack, and I don't know what Bobo's problem is, but I would just get rid of him from the whack pack altogether and forget that guy. Well, I, I'm, I'm almost ready to take him out of it, honestly, and strip him of his name, strip him of all his privileges, strip him of that cameo bullshit that he's pulling on there. Nah, come all on. I, I've been with this show for years. Can't do this to me. Here's Jeff the Drunk, who's, who yesterday quit the show, oh, but now he's back. What is he doing on the phone? He quit. I, I didn't quit. Yes, you did, and you said, fuck I, Howard Stern. You're another one. And, wait, what about, um, you say, I picked up my Bobo because you're yeah. the white right back. That's well, right. I'm in the white back. You never oh, picked up my Oh, here oh, we go. Here Same old horse shit. <sighs> Yeah, New was, Year, same old shit. I'm part of the whack pack. By the way, and Jeff I'm, was so stupid. I'll tell you why. Yesterday, I was going to compliment Jeff when we were talking about Marfan Mike, and you know Marfan died. I was going to say, you know, Jeff did a really nice thing when everything was looking bad for Marfan. He stepped up and said, "You know what? I'm going to make Marfan Mike whack pack," and he did. And that was hyped too. And Jeff. And Jeff was going to be part of the whole eulogy that I did yesterday. And then when I heard this horrible message, you don't put me on the air. The same boring shit with like, you don't put me on the air. I quit the show, blah, 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 blah. Well, you're so, saying he, I'm so, he, so you blew it. You blew it. It was going to be your and big day you yesterday. It was your big day. You would have been getting all kind of fan mail, all kind of cameos. But you fucked you up again. I'm off, I'm off cameo. Good. I'm trying to get my social security back. It's been <laughs> hell out. Yeah, he fucked up. He fucks everything was, up. But yesterday would have been his hard big day. Making money. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. He no. started making money on cameo, and they took away his social security. <laughs> Listen, whatever, whatever, whatever I made, 
on Cameo, they took away from the Social Security. So um, it's a no-win situation right. because I I did the right thing and reported it. Anyway, Jeff the Drunk, I will say, thank God that he got Marfan Mike into the whack pack. Yeah. Because a lot of people would have been feeling real bad today if Jeff hadn't voted yes. If Jeff had been selfish. For once, Jeff wasn't selfish, and he said, you know what, Marfan deserves to be in the whack pack. So there you go. Now, you would have been a big part of the obituary yesterday, but I was so disgusted with the horrible message about fuck Howard Stern and all this bullshit. You're such a traitor. You're another one. You and Bubba get married. You should get married and live in a trailer. Wait a minute, Howard. Don't even put him in the same cat. I never hung up on you ever. You you just called me uh, you want out of the whack pack. Who the fuck do you think you are? Because I was speaking out about people dying. I never disrespected you with a show like this ingrate does. He calls up and then he hangs up on you. And he says he's quitting the show. I never fucking quit the show, ever. I lived this show 24-7. You just Are quit you the whack me? pack. No. Because you're afraid I, yeah, of I dying. You're dumb fuck. Fuck you, Jeff. You're an ingrate. Fuck you, Bobo. You're, you're a fucking moocher, too. You take from all these people and stuff. Give me a fuck fucking you. break with you. I'm not even on cameo. Shit, I'm not talking about Cammy. I'm just talking in general. People have done for you, the fans. You never thanked them. What have I done? Oh, what have I done you. for you two to treat me with such disrespect? Shame. You, Howard, you really hurt me. You hurt oh me. You hurt, no, you hurt. no, no, I didn't hurt Shame. you. You hurt me. No, you did You're a traitor. All you do, second you don't get on the air, you start show, crying like a baby. For so long. Who cares? I've been part of the show for so long. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, you don't take my call. Ever. Jeff, how many times and we got to go I, over this? And I can't I take your you call ever. all the time. Sometimes I can't take your call, you fuck. Well, what about... What about when you were talking about football? I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, but I didn't want to talk to you. I got other things I'm doing. I'm running a radio show. Yeah, And when you sit here and you try to turn it around, you're telling me you're innocent. It insults my intelligence. It makes me angry. And what about Howard? Howard? I I wanted to convey to you. I'm Howard. I'm a big Bills fan. What? Who cares? Who cares? You're fucking, you got to fucking stop your crying, the two of you. I'm not crying. He cries. I don't cry. Do you know what the saddest thing about betrayal is, you two? What's the saddest thing about betrayal? It never comes from an enemy. It always comes from a friend. You understand? All right. Thank you. Wendy, the uh, slow adult, do you want uh, Bobo in the whack pack? No. You want him out? Come on, Wendy. Yes. <laughs> Wendy, what's your well, ruling on What is it, on yes this? or no? <laughs> yes or no? 
No. No. No, you don't want him in the whack pack. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, you want him in the whack pack? No. No. All right, thank you, Wendy. (laughs) Wendy's disgusted with you. All right, Bobo, thank you. All right, we're done. We're going to move on, yeah. Yeah. Don't let me hear from you anymore with that bullshit. Straighten yourself out. What a dummy. Get out of here. (laughs) I mean... Hey, speaking of whack pack, I've been sitting with this for a while. This is the greatest. This is uh, Tan Mom. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make this a uh, a full a full morning of whack pack, whack pack uh, segment. A whack pack segment, not a full morning. But um, <laughs> everyone knows uh, Tan Mom's uh, name is uh, Patricia Krenzel, which is if, they do. A, <laughs> it's a better name than Tan Mom. It really is, Patricia Krenzel. <laughs> Whether you call her Patricia Krenzel or Tan Mom, I personally want to start calling her Patricia Krenzel. Well, we could do that, but nobody know who we were talking about for a I while. Know, it's so great, that name. Anyway, How Tan about Mom. Patricia Tan Mom Krenzel. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a mouthful. <laughs> you know, uh, Tan Mom, some of the things that she's known for on our show is that she's um, she never runs from conflict or a fight. And uh, she's fought with a lot of people on our show. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, she even fought with Adam Barda, who is her producer. Yeah. Uh, her music producer. Her husband. Um, ex- you know, her former. I mean, he's gone now. Her deceased right. husband. Fought with him. I mean, it wasn't anyone. I think Tam Mom even sued Adam. Really? Um, they went to court? Yeah. It was some court show, but. Oh, okay. J.D. said the whole thing was so staged and lame that it wasn't worth pulling clips for. But Tam Mom was supposedly suing Adam because he didn't pay her for appearing on his web show called Tea Talk. But, you know, I don't think any money was made. So anyway, you'll like this. This is a bit. One time, if you remember, we conducted a mock job interview with Tan Mom. And just to refresh your memory, here was her response when we asked her, how do you deal with workplace conflict? She thought she was applying for a job, and this is what she told her job uh, interview. Occasionally, we all snap, okay? But don't get in my face. If somebody keeps being rude and obnoxious, staring and just looking at me or something, then I'll just be like, what do you want? Why are you staring at me? I'm not staring at you. Why are you staring at me? That pisses me off. Excuse my Polish, but... It's rude. I'm not looking at you, so why are you looking at me? And if you want to look at me, at least say something nice or stop staring. Yeah. Imagine she was there for a job interview and she told the interviewer that. If somebody looks at her, you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we started to think, how, how else could we put Tam Mom to use? And uh, we came up with a kind of a a scenario that we thought would be interesting. We told Tan Mom, well, what we wanted to see is how she would handle friction in the office. How would she deal with firing employees if she was in charge of a business? So one of our guys posed as the president of a fake company, and he enlisted Tan Mom to fire some of his employees for ridiculous reasons. So here in this clip is Tan Mom for the setup meeting Greg, 
the fake owner of the fake company sales, sales, sales. We created a fake company. Okay. Uh, Greg and Greg asked Tan Mom to help him fire employees. Here's the setup. Please, Patricia, call me Greg. Okay, Greg. What do you think is the most important thing with your employees? I would say, what you do you expect? I expect you to be on time and work at home if there's a project that you're working on to fulfill. My phone won't stop. I'm sorry. Um, okay. No, you have no idea. Um, the aspect is to make sure that you meet your quota. Absolutely. Quotas are very important. There are a few people on my staff that are bringing the company down. And I wonder if you can help me, you could help me fire them. Just so you're fired. The first person I'm working with, his name is Michael. Okay. He's thinks he's so good looking. He dresses well. Another one of those people. Yes. Another <laughs> one of those people. Um, can we please send Michael in? This is all so crazy. There we go. All right. So what do you think? Tan Mom now is in a position of power. Greg has asked her to fire a guy because he's good-looking and dresses well. <laughs> Will Tan Mom fire him uh, for these reasons? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> what are you on? Um, <laughs> okay, let's find out. By the way, the other interesting thing is we're doing this over Zoom. And Tan Mom has interacted with all these people before. They're all people on our staff. She doesn't recognize any of them. Uh, yeah, she doesn't know she's still talking to the Howard Stern show. Right. No. <laughs> anyway, here you go. The guy playing Michael, she's met a million times. You know, it doesn't make a difference. She doesn't right. even. Yeah. All right. Let's find out. Will Tan Mom fire Michael just for being good looking? Let's find out. Patricia? Yes. Right absolutely wants to fire you because of your attitude why wait, wait, wait there might be a qualm going between the two of you what's a qualm i think you might have an attitude problem based off of what your face your smirk you have a smirk on your face wait the man said you're fired you're fired i need this job you're a good-looking guy that has a really bad attitude you're not i also got two kids to support okay this is what's happening here you're fired my wife's going to leave me if I get fired from this job. Go jerk off. Go jerk off? Yeah. Please help me out here. You're just fired. Get over it. I mean, if you're fired, you're fired. Wow. That's cold. Wow. But something she's good at. She knows how to fire people. You're fired, you're fired. That's it. <laughs> Got a smirk That's on your face. bottom one. I don't want to hear any of your excuses. Yeah. I always wonder what's wrong with Tam. I'm like, the guy playing Michael, you know, he, she knows him, but she did. Yeah. We once had Chris Wilding play an eight-year-old boy with cancer, and she's met Chris before, and and she bought like she was just like yeah, went okay. right along, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Must be great right. in life. Everybody's a brand new person to her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no history to work with. Next, Greg asked Tan Mom to fire a woman at the company because she wouldn't go out with him. So, I mean, you know, Tan Mom should have said, you know, that's no grounds for firing somebody. Oh, my goodness. Um, here's Tan Mom and Roberta. So I have a, a couple other employees that I would really love your help with. Roberta, I've asked her out on several dates, and she always says no. Can you please fire her for me? Okay. Please send Roberta in. Hi, Patricia. Nice to meet you. Just to cut to the chase, uh -huh. he's asked you out. Greg? 
Yes. Yeah. He wants you fired. What? For the nuisance of what's going on. I mean, this doesn't. Is there anything I can do at this point to keep my job? Well, go give him a blowjob. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, the guy wants to fire you. Then go sleep with him. You think I should? Do I think it's moral? Do I think it's this? Do I think it's that? Okay, you're annoying me, to be quite frank with you. I mean, I thought. Bottom line, you're fired. Great. Thanks. Good luck. Wow. Yeah, blow him. This company is going to get such a huge lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. It's not crazy. In the real world, the blowjob worked for Fred. He's still working here. <laughs> Gave me the best one I ever had. What can I tell you? Give him a blowjob. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> Tamom was asked to fire a guy just because he had a weird vibe. Uh, our own Benji played this employee. He's good at this. And she didn't recognize Benji? No. He wore a ridiculous wig as a disguise. Tamom oh, had a strong okay. reaction to seeing him. I mean, uh, and she fired him. You are a natural, <laughs> Patricia. So, but there's one last person. His name is Denny. He creeps me out. Can you please fire him for me? Jiminy Cricket. Please send Denny in. Oh, my God. Ah. Totally fired. You're fired. Just walk out. What? Get, get the fuck out of the room. I just want to, you know, do my job and do a great job. That's all I want to do. Shut up. Take off that stupid wig. I'm not going to take it off. I had chemo. You need to shut up. Take that stupid thing off your head or you're fired. Period. Is this a racial thing? Racial. Is this because you're black and I'm white? I'm black. I voted for Obama. I was being nice. Now you're getting on my nerves. No. You're so fired. Why? Because I can do anything I want. You don't under-fucking-understand who the fuck I am. I will knock you down. Shut up. God have mercy on your soul. Shut the fuck up. I will go through this phone and fuck you up, bitch. You're fired. (laughs) Wow. My goodness. Thank God she's not anybody's boss. Sounds like when we got fired from WNBC. Basically (laughs) how it went. I will jump through that phone and knock you out, bitch. I like Benji said, uh, is this racial because you're black and I'm white? Yes, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> she is very tan. Um, so anyway, Tan Mom fired all those people, and now Greg wanted to evaluate Tan Mom and the job she did. Mm. So here we go. Everyone's fired. <laughs> you did a wonderful job. That was fantastic what you did. No, thank you. I wish I could keep you on board. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to fire you. I'm going to fucking fire you, you son of a fucking motherfucker. I actually love to watch you fire people, so can you please fire yourself? You fucked off. Quite frankly, you're not the sales of the sales of the sales of whatever job. You're fired. I will take you to a different level, a level that you don't fucking understand, bitch. Please pack your bags and go. Go fuck yourself. You're fired. Goodbye. Wow. Anyway, there it is. Fun when she got fired. No, she did not like it. Isn't that uh, interesting? Don't you think the TV show when when Donald Trump left The Apprentice? Don't you think instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, they should have had Tan Mom running that show? That would have been visionary. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Because no matter what people did, they'd get fired, (laughs) whether they won or they lost. Uh, let's go to Javier, Javier in Florida. 
Yes, Javier. Hmm. Looks like Javier is gone. Can you answer a question? Has Tim um, ever had a job? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I, I seem to recall a conversation with her where we learned that like when she was very young, she had some sort of job, maybe in retail or hmm. something. But I could be making that up. I don't know. Anybody else? Yeah, because I just can't imagine she could keep a job, get a job. Howard? Maybe, yes. She uh, she worked in finance, and she was actually very, very good at it. We even gave her a test one time, and she passed with flying colors. Uh, really? Math Amazing. test? Yes. Yeah, math test and a bunch of uh, questions relating to finance, and, and she was great at it. It was just like, it was a different person. Give us that test. We need to hear that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe that. That's fascinating. All right, well, there's Somebody your answer, Robin. Somebody let her handle their finances. No, thank you, Sal. All right, no Javier, so I'll go to Joan. Joan is calling us all the way from Michigan. Yes, Joan. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to thank you for being such a big part of my uh, quarantine for the last three days. I'm a school teacher, and a bus driver drove all of my maskless kids in without uh, – without telling anyone she was sick and uh, all those kids breathed in our face for two days until they decided to shut the school down. So you've been a big part of my, my rest and relaxation this week, listening to you. So I'm glad that you've been live this week. Thank you very much. You know, the schools are so confused. This is a teacher and I, and I feel for this woman uh, because uh, the schools are so confused as to what to do with regard to COVID. It's depending uh, on where you are, especially. I mean, there's some places that are like, no, you cannot tell the children to wear masks. Nobody must wear a mask to everybody must wear a mask in other places. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's tough for my kids because I'm a special education teacher. They have traumatic brain injury or they're autistic and don't speak. And the mask is beyond their comprehension. So Mm. they can't really wear masks. Um, and not only that, they all have comorbidities. They all have something else, so they're immunocompromised. It's a it's a tough road. But um, but uh, it was fun. I was laughing listening to Tan Mom because she, her firing people. She reminded me of our school administrators because I broke my hip. A kid fell on me <laughs> in school in in September. Broke my hip, and so I'm not being paid for this forced quarantine, even though I'm not sick. Because I, I used up all of my sick days <laughs> with a broken hip. So I'm that like, a kid oh, that a kid fell on you. Either. Wow, yeah. unbelievable! A kid. All right, Joan, uh, it's a great. The teachers don't make a lot of money, and then the the, the kid falls on their hip. And the, uh, all right, all right, thank you. It's horrible. It's just a horrible. I know story, that's the world we live in. Jesse in Canada, go ahead. What's on your mind? Hello. I just want to thank you for Radio Gold this morning. Um, I work in labs in uh, Ontario, Canada, so we work through hell right now. And you've made my drive to and from work absolutely enjoyable. I can have the shittiest day at work, and I get in my car, and you make me cry laughing sometimes. And this morning, gold. Well, there you go. I love it. Well, thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much. 
all the way in Canada, as you know, uh, any true fan knows, when years ago in the 90s, I was hired by several Canadian radio stations to brighten the day of Canadian <laughs> drivers uh, as they went to work. Didn't end well. We went to number one in a day in Montreal, uh, other places in Canada, in a day. They have a rating system you know within the day. Who is number one? The day we went on, we were number one. And how do they know this? They have a... Hmm. All right. <laughs> Sounds like the... It's hard to compete with that, but thank you, kids. Um, how did we know we were number one in a day? Interesting what they do there. They have a radar gun, much like what the police use. And they can fire it at the cars and find out what you're listening to in your car radio. And how this happened is unbelievable. It's probably the greatest story in my broadcast career. Within the first day, we were number one in Canada in these various markets. I went, damn, we're good. Not <laughs> gr we're, we're great. Who goes damn. to number one in a day? I mean, in other words, it's like those Canadian, all the other Canadian content People abandoned in droves. Every car was tuned into us. Well, of course, the Canadian government clamped down, and they had me off the air within a week. Yeah, number one, and then gone. <laughs> they could not live with the idea that American content had taken over local Canadian radio. It was considered a threat and a danger to the national pride you understand it was so offensive to them that an american came in and conquered canada in one day one day can you Aren't imagine rules about you know how many canadian artists you have to play on the radio yes, yes. Uh, before you can play an american audience uh, uh, well, artist that's what they tied it into you know yeah. canadians have such a second city mentality that they literally had to tell radio stations, you must play Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, people who were born in Canada, before you play American artists. You have to have a certain amount of Canadian content. Well, when this American, when this ugly American came in to <laughs> Canada and conquered in a day, they were, you know, they were, they were, they were, they were reeling. And so the government made up that I was disgusting. Uh, and they came up with a bunch of things about me that I was not fit to be on Canadian radio. And they threw me off, which was sad. So to see a lovely woman like that call in from uh, Canada, who now, thanks to SiriusXM, we're able to broadcast to. You know, uh, they were calling me the Jesus of Canada. And uh, it was too much. I was like Genghis Khan, conquering <laughs> ca all of Canada in a day. Genghis Khan. Day. <laughs> Can you imagine what it was like for the Canadian broadcasters when I, well, I they came were tuned in? in. It, it, apparently, they were tuned in, too. They could, there wasn't one Canadian show anyone was listening to. They were all <laughs> listening to this show. It's an amazing story that people uh, forget about. Well, it, they made sure it didn't last very long, you know. Like, it's a hard thing to have a story that lasted a whole week. 
Yeah. Yes, Aaron, in North Carolina, how are you? Good, Howard. How are you doing today? Good. I wanted to know your opinion. Um, You know, we've been in this uh, pandemic for the past two years, and we're sacrificing all these resources towards people who aren't vaccinated. What would you think about just letting the pandemic run wild and move through the unvaccinated? Now, I know you're calling me. (laughs) I know you're calling me from uh, the ancient city of Atlantis. I know you're underwater, so I'm going to answer you. Uh, quickly uh look here's the thing as robin just pointed out it's happening now if it was up to me anyone unvaccinated would not be admitted to a hospital at this point they've been given plenty of opportunity to get the vaccine they've been told by our nation's right they've been told that you will die if you don't have the vaccine some of you will live but most of you will die. And uh, they don't trust our government. They think that there's some conspiracy to turn them into a magnet or something like this. They think they're going to become magnetized if they take the vaccine. Yes, they will be rendered cheap somehow. I've been taking this. I've taken this vaccine three times. And the worst uh, side effect is uh, uh, for a day I had a little bit of a headache. Because it's doing And who are you now listening to that you never listened to before and obeying everything they say? And right. yeah, right. I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinated. My children are vaccinated. And if it takes if it takes us letting letting the uh, virus run rampant through the unvaccinated, I'm willing to I'm willing to take that chance as a vaccinated, you know, healthy American. I know well, not everybody. Don't, uh, don't talk me, so but. fast. I know several people who right now have covid who are vaccinated and they're having a hard time. They're not going to die, but they're having a hard understand, time. Well, I told understand. you, I know somebody double vaxxed and boosted who did die. That's right. Right. I know you do. And so it does. You see, these people, sadly. They uh, they're getting away with it. This never would have happened right. in my parents' generation. Uh, during uh, the, the polio vaccine that came out, there's been a million vaccines that came out in my parents' time. Everybody took it because they, they, they wanted to do what was good for their neighbors and good for themselves. They were not uh, the selfish. Duty. It's a civic duty. It's a civic duty, that's right. No one's sitting there conspiring against you. Americans don't want to create a vaccine that's going to turn you into a robot and magnetize you. There's enough Americans now have taken it. Look at us as a sampling. When nothing has happened to us, it's time for you to get it. Now, if you don't get it, in my America, uh, all hospitals would be closed to you. You're going to go home and die. That's what you should get. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, thank you for calling us all the way from under the water. (laughs) I heard that somewhere in the hospitals, 94% of the people in the ICU are the unvaccinated. Yeah, I mean, and they're clogging up beds. You can't even get in to the hospital. I have several, uh, my daughter's a health worker, My uh, one of my daughters, and uh, I have friends who are doctors who work in the ER and work in hospitals, and they tell me they are overrun with people who did not take the vaccine. And here's the thing you should say to them. If you don't trust the vaccine, you shouldn't trust the emergency room either. Yeah. Why do you trust one thing and not the other? Go fuck yourself. You're a bunch of pussies. And chances are you're just afraid of putting a needle in your body. So a lot of people have a phobia for that. Well, that's ridiculous. That's right.
because they're getting plenty of needles in the hospital now. They've got a needle sitting in there that's pumping fluid into them. It's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. Yes, Mike. Mike in Georgia. Hey, man, I just wanted to tell you, I just appreciate you. I'm so excited I even got through. I also work for the school system. I'm a social worker, and you are a bright spot. You and Robin, every morning, y'all make me laugh. And I love what you talk about with vaccines and and just being very real and honest. And just uh, thank you for what you do every day. You're a bright spot. Thank you, Mike. That's very nice. Thank you. I'll I'll take that. Uh, Yeah, 63% of the United States is fully vaccinated. 77% of Canada is fully vaccinated. That is why I am a fan of Canada. For me to have been disgraced and thrown out of Canada so unceremoniously. (laughs) You should uh, be in Canada. You live there now. (laughs) Well, you want to know something? I had a discussion with Robin, and I don't mind telling you this. This was off the air. And I told Robin, under certain circumstances in this country, because I do think this country is teetering on the edge of losing its democracy, I believe we're dangerously close to having fixed elections like they do in Central America. I believe they're very close to uh, us being under a dictatorship. I never, ever would have imagined it. But Trump, I got to say, proved it to me how close he came to actually just saying, fuck you, I'm the king. I'm the guy. And I and I see that a lot of the country, not the majority, but a lot of the country is having its way with this idea. They like it. They would be for it. They want to be led. They don't want to run their own country. They want to have like a Vladimir Putin type situation right here in the United States. All the things that that are our, our forefathers dreamt of for this country, all of the people who died in World Wars One and Two, what they fought for, everyone is ready to give up. And the Republicans, and I, I told you, I'm not a Democrat. I was an independent, but the Republicans, I'm talking about the ones in power now. A lot of the good ones had resigned. I missed the Republican Party. I thought it was important to have a two-party system. But the Republicans have fallen in step with a lie that Trump won the election. And these guys are a disgrace. Even the Mitt Romneys who claim to still be sane, he's a disgrace. They're all a disgrace that they sit there and, and protect this guy. I don't know what the hell he's got on him. He must have naked pictures of them. Yeah, he goat. must have some good uh, security service that dug up all this stuff. But for people willing to give up our democracy where the American people get to vote, And you know a lot of the bullshit that's already going on. they got to get rid of this electoral college. We've got a minority uh, running this country. You know, my vote here in New York is wasted. And what I'm saying is we only have two senators. We have a huge population of people, but we get two senators. We get the same amount of senators as uh, wherever the fuck Mitch McConnell is from. (laughs) <laughs> and there's like seven people living there. We have states where there's a couple hundred thousand people living. And, and we've got millions living here. And we get the. And what's happened is we've got this cockamamie shithead agenda being forced on us. And I used to love the two party system. I like that these guys kept each other in check, but they also worked together. There was a reasonable uh, civility about it. But it's fading away. So Robin and I were on this weekend making plans that if the shit hits the fan, where are we going? Can't live in America. If, 
you know, people who didn't get out of Nazi Germany fast enough, they ended up suffering under Hitler. You got to really look at this situation, what's going on. We're, I believe we're very close to losing our democracy because there are people protecting the, not just Trump, but this idea of lies and false information. It's gotten crazy in this country. I, and I don't blame Trump at all. I blame the fucking assholes who, who are supporting a lie. When a, when a guy says, I won the election, and you go, yes, he won the election. You're so afraid of this guy, this guy, Kevin McCarthy, so afraid of Donald. You, you guys got to love your Don't you guys love a democracy? I do. I love that we get to vote. I love that we get to decide who's in power. Is it perfect? No. My kids were asking me this weekend, is there a perfect system, Dad? I go, no, there's no such thing as a perfect system. But if you have enough people willing to protect what, you know, I grew up in America. I love America. I love what it stood for. It's not perfect. There's been a lot of shit gone down in America, particularly our history with race. I mean, it's been atrocious. But it's still the best country I know of. You know, I told you, used to, people used to ask me, who is the greatest president that ever lived? And I told you it was George Washington because... He said, I don't want to be king. They wanted to make him king. He said, that's just what we fought against. We don't want a king. We want a democracy. We want to vote. We want to, we want to give power to the people. We want freedom of religion. This guy was, a, he was the greatest. And I'll tell you something else why George Washington was great. And it, I never would bring this up except that in these times it seems that I should. When George Washington was the commander of the Continental Army, he ordered his troops to be inoculated against smallpox. This was during during the uh, Revolutionary War. Inoculation was controversial at the time. Critics were arguing it was that it, it was playing God. You know, you no. George Washington was a commander, and he said you must be inoculated against smallpox. It was none of this bullshit. It, it, I believe. Well, you're talking about something most people don't know. History. Yes. And there's some great books on George Washington. And it's relevant to what's going on today. But look, if you don't want to read a book, I certainly understand that. Uh, believe me, it's challenging. Well, get those Kindle things or whatever they audio books. They'll Kindle. talk it to you. <laughs> now, I am convinced that uh, there's, there's, we're coming down to a civil war in this country. Oh, please. I hate to say it. So you got to start thinking, where do you go? And one of the great countries uh, is Canada, possibly. Um, I don't know. You know, Robin said she wants to go somewhere warm. I said a lot of these warm countries, uh, they got a lot of crackpots. <laughs> you, you know, once you America, once, once America's democracy falls, a lot of democracies around the world will fall. England yeah. will fall. Uh, with, you think if, England? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they've gotten nutty, too. I know. So I started to think about some of these countries like, um, you know. Uh, you know where we need to go. I figured it out. We need Israel. to go to one of those Scandinavian countries. Well, I said to you, you said you didn't like that. I said Amsterdam. Because it's or, cold, uh, but I'm willing to deal yeah. with the cold. Yeah, yeah they, they seem to be Sweden, heat. you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Somewhere where they might still have freedom. 
Well, not only that, even if there's a world war, they stay out. Well, things are real bad. And if you don't think they're bad, that means you ain't reading the newspaper. And if you actually um, want to be in a war, you're even in worse shape. Because there are people who say, yes, I want a civil war. Yeah. Good luck with that. Well, I like Australia because they kicked that asshole Djokovic out. <laughs> and they're about 90% vaccinated. So I'm looking over Australia. And it's very, Australia. Mu- it's much like America, you know? It really, yeah. you know, the people there are very, you know, much like the America we used to know. And they have kangaroos, which I like. I like kangaroos. Lovely. I saw koalas, kangaroos, all kinds <laughs> yeah. of crazy snakes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Snakes. Snakes I don't like. I'll, that I can do without. But kangaroos I like. They seem Roo. peaceful. Roo. Roo. And they speak English. So that's good. But it's sad. Well, I mean, who would ever think English, of Yeah. <laughs> I love this country so much, but it's gotten wacky. I know, when I yeah, see I couldn't people, even imagine ever saying I would leave the United States to go live somewhere else because it would be better for me. I mean, I see some pretty legit people. When I say legit, I mean people who are educated, you know, who are, um, you know, have good jobs. Saying, yeah, Trump won the election. And when, I, when I see it, I'm like, well, well, there's no evidence of that. The courts looked at it. Courts with judges appointed by Trump. No one has any evidence of this. And 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 yet, you know, you know, when he said, I won the election, I thought people would laugh. Like, you know, yeah. look, listen to this guy. He's he's carrying on like a lunatic. Now you see the what he's really like. But, but no, they no. agreed with him. <laughs> when he said, this is the largest crowd when he was inaugurated. This is a larger crowd than Obama. And they showed you the pictures of Obama's inauguration and, and his. And I thought they'd throw him out then. You know, this guy's insane. He's saying he, these pictures and it's, there's nobody there. And like I said, I don't blame Donald. This is Donald and this is who he is. It's the, the lunatics in this country who are like buying into it, thinking this is a good thing. They're ready to give up their democracy to this guy. Turn it all over. All your problems will be solved. They won't be solved. You'll be living in a nightmare. Look, you know, I mean, you're bringing this up. I have been on fire today. Well, put that fire out, Robin. I'm afraid they... they... <laughs> yeah, I might yeah. just combust here. Yeah. But you know the FCC. You know the FCC. Do I know the FCC? <laughs> By the way, if Trump had won, you know I would have been appointed the head of the FCC. I mean, if Trump won and, and I had you know what? Him, right. They would be able to deploy 5G. You know, we're behind, behind, behind every fucking te- technological breakthrough, even though we invent them. Right. They're implemented in other places. We're still waiting to launch 5G. And over the weekend, you know, Verizon and AT&T said, we're going to launch 5G this week. And the airline said, you can't do it. Stop them. Please, Mr. President, tell them to stop. Airplanes will fall out of the air. Who says that? That's what the airline said. And you know why the airlines are saying that? Because they're absolutely right. The FCC that hounded us on a regular basis and watched everything we did dropped the ball and didn't prepare for 5G. Really? 
Yeah. Wow. That pisses so me we're off. sitting here now, unable to get 5G. They're going to p- deploy it now through 90% of the country, and there's certain airports they're going to not deploy it hmm. because the FCC and the FTC didn't work together to make sure flying would be safe. Well, And we've been talking about 5G for 10 years. Did you hear the ball being dropped by the FCC? <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> oh, wow. It had some bounds. But it's just it's disgusting. Old, it's our old friend Mitch McConnell here. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell wants to debate. Uh, yes, what, what do you say? Mitch? I'm staring at him, but he's not talking. You're just staring. <laughs> say something. Mitch? Uh, Mitch, all right, I'm going to shut the door on you. <laughs> he must be pissed. He just stared. He just gave me an ugly look, and that was it. Oh, he, really? he shot you a look, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But this anyway, is, we this get. It's crazy that they, they spend all their time chasing us. They, they were relishing this, this, you know, they were protecting the United States from us. But when it comes to something real, like keeping airplanes flying, because this is a, a frequency thing. There are some certain frequencies that the 5G will emit that might work or disrupt the instrumentation on a plane that you use when you have no visual. I know. And Do so you know how- they haven't done anything about it. And so now we can't, we either get 5G or we get fly, safe flying. Last night, I uh, received a picture of High Pitch's cock, hard, which he claimed was hard. You know how long it took me to download that? If I had had 5G, it would have yeah. been, I would have gotten that cock picture so quick, I would, my head would have been spinning. We need 5G. <laughs> right. We do need it. We've had these phones for a couple of years now and no 5G. Pamela, you're on the air. What's up? Hi, good morning. Um, I, I wanted to uh, reflect on the deaths, the recent deaths of Marfan Mike and Bob Saget and Ronnie Spector, but I also wanted to ask, has Sal received any visitation? Anybody glowing or anything like that? From you know, it's funny you say people? that. Um, it did get a report on Sal, but it was more of the same, to tell you the truth, Pamela. Um, let me see if I can find it. I don't even know if I have it anymore. Sal was up to something. Does anybody have a report on Sal that uh, we can give to Pamela? I know that he was fascinated that he's learned more bird sounds. And there was some kind of uh, information I received on Sal that uh, he tried to astral project. And he looked it up online and they gave him astral projection uh, lessons, but nothing happened. (laughs) Yeah, they, they actually, he actually found some nudnik to give him directions and he did all of it and he was disappointed because, uh, Jason, you, you know what's going on. I can't remember the note you sent me. Oh yeah, it's all that. I thought he's, I thought he already astral projected. He needs lessons. He wants to get back to it and he has been having trouble. Yeah, that uh, was accidental. He doesn't know how he did it that one time. He's uh, yeah. He's watching YouTube videos and TikTok videos now to help guide him through how to properly astral project. That's, yeah, that's and by astral project, if you remember, this was Sal attempting to. Uh, this is from. Um, here's Sal attempting to astral project again, and he explains what he's up to. If you don't understand astral projection, Sal 
gives you a masterful uh, class in it. Here you but you're go. simply laying on your back and you're just trying to go to sleep. The moment you feel you're being overcome by sleep and you're going into a sleep state, you try to fight that and you try to leave your body. In order for you to leave your body at that state, you envision a rope dangling from the ceiling and you spiritually connect to the rope. You just envision yourself grabbing the rope and pulling your soul out of your body, climbing out of your body, and that, that would be the release. So I tried that technique, and it didn't work, and I was just like, you know what, mm -hmm. that's enough. What, is, what a sad story. And, um, and then Sal explained that he pulls his soul out of his body by climbing the imaginary rope that he sees, and Sal wanted you to understand the distinction between the body and the soul. Your body is a costume. It's a suit. And inside your suit is your soul. And the body is the ego. And the soul is where you came from. The soul wants you to do well. Whenever you're thinking about doing something and you're not sure and you're like, well, you know, this may not be right. I might hurt somebody's feelings. That voice is your soul. It's what's planted within your costume, your suit, your, your, your body. And that's your soul. You ever get trapped in a conversation with someone that you just like, you're like, oh, God, this guy's a moron. Like oh. you, you, yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's the most childish. When you talk to Sal about this stuff, it's fascinating. Like you just want to get out of the room quickly because he he's so convinced of his nonsense. He's so smug about it. Your yeah. body, your soul. Yeah, your he's this, a dope. Your he's a dope. And, um, and he thinks now, everyone else is a dope because they don't get what he's talking about. That's right. That's about it. And he uh, misuses words constantly. The misuse right. of the word universe, I want to punch him in the nose. <laughs> right. And, um, but he has been communicating with birds and has learned several new bird sounds. Uh, that's the other thing <laughs> that he's up to. So, uh, I mean, he really is, I have to say, he's impressive with the bird sounds. Yes. Yes, he is. He's a very impressive guy. <laughs> but uh i love him i love sal. that he's been working for me for how many years sal you with me i don't even know it's too many to count uh 17 years and wow. uh over 25 since my first appearance on the show in 1996 the best thing i can tell you about sal pamela if you want an update we once that we, we we recently asked sal if there's one thing he could change about himself what would that one thing be? And he said, you know what he said? What? Nothing. And that tells uh -huh. you all. He wouldn't change a thing. He's happy with everything about himself. That can't be true. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. What about That's his what hair? He said. I thought his hair. <laughs> yeah, what, what about, about my hair? hair? <laughs> yeah, why do you want makeup change my and hair? everything's perfect? Yeah, it, Look, no more beard dye. I have a great beard now. I don't, well, I just, I'm just happy with myself. Well, what about the makeup? Robin brings up. No, yeah, the makeup. The no, makeup. No more tanning cream. None of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds like you're perfect. All right, Pamela. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Sal. Right. And you're learning new bird sounds and squirrel sounds. I've noticed that many wrens are coming around lately. So that's a new, uh, a new bird that uh, has come around recently. And I've learned the wren bird sound. So that's a new one. So now I believe I'm up to six six sounds. Can you do any of them, or do you do, you do impressions? I, I, I've been working on the Red Cardinal because I want to call the Red Cardinal and see if the Red Cardinal will respond. But it has a unique, it's like, 
That's as close as I could get right now. And what happened when Cardinal. you do that? Did the Red Cardinal come in close? None of them came around. None. Right. I was right. Able to, I was. But, but they do. I notice, like, when I meditate, I hear the Red Cardinals outside. So I feel like when I'm meditating, the Red Cardinals do come in. So it's a sign from my guardian angels that the red cardinals are around and I'm, I'm being listened to. So it's, it's so when you nice. close your eyes, the red yeah. cardinals show up. When I close my eyes, they do show up and because they let me not, hear them. Yeah. Because you're not, um, you're not uh, trying to call them in. They, they feel comfortable coming near you when you're yes. Right. And on okay, Christmas good. day, Howard, there was a red cardinal in a tree Christmas morning. Wow. And there was a, Yes, there was a red cardinal in the tree, and Robin, I swear to you, I swear to my children, I envisioned it coming to me, and it flew over to my back deck, and it looked right at me, and I, and I even took a picture of it. It was five wow. feet away from me, staring well, at well, me. Well, Sal, how do you explain this? The other day, yes, I went for a walk, and a bird flew by me. What well, do you think of that? All over the well, birds oh, they fly. Do. <laughs> You think I sound silly by saying that? <laughs> um, listen, if the bird flew stopped, right in front of me and landed and walked in front of me, what do you think of that? If it, if I, if it did that, that would be very impressive. Well, the bird was. Yeah, I saw you, a bird Howard. walking. I saw a bird walking, and it it walked in front of me. Well, the bird was thanking you because. You have a tremendous respect for birds. You do not eat birds anymore. And the birds are aware of that. And, and the bird came to you to say thank you. Because we're all one. We're all connected. Nature, human beings, the soil. So when the, the bird sea, walked the land, up on the your, when the, when the bird walked up on your deck, that was amazing. Yes. Wow. Yes. Because you that, you, what, what, how do you explain that like a bird was on my deck? Well, I mean, I, I see the, many birds out there. We all see many birds, but the thing is right. that certain birds have certain signs. Like the red cardinal is a sign from a loved one from heaven. Oh. So when, mm. when the red cardinal comes, it's a particular sign. When you see a yellow butterfly, it's a hello from heaven Can as I well. Can I ask you something? Do you a think, yellow yeah, butterfly. I, I don't want yes. to upset you, but do you think you're talking you to birds and butterflies more now because your wife barely talks to you? <laughs> Got to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> she Sal told me she says, hearing a new says, bird oh, sound is. Uh, Sal told me hearing a new bird sound is like discovering a new family member. So, <laughs> Sal, what uh, was that thing you wrote to me that there uh, uh, something I sent you over the holiday? It arrived at the same time as something else, and or something you were thinking, and yeah. that was a sign. There was a um, there was a beautiful song playing, and. Um, the doorbell rang and it was a gift from you. And the song was about unity, about friendship, about having the right people in your life. <clears throat> Get choked up. <laughs> I'm a turtle. The song was about when you're around the right people, you become a better person. And then your, your gift arrived at that moment in the song. And I thought that's exactly who Robin is. She's that type of oh. person that. I want to be around because she makes me a better uh, All right, I, I, I'm going to throw up from you. Get get out of here. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I like that the universe chose Sal to give signs to. First of all, if, this, if the universe was going to give anybody a sign, it would be me. I'm famous. I wouldn't give Absolutely. it to Sal. 
Uh, well, try. it's the same with you. UFOs always choose obscure people. You know, it's I like see, they're yeah. all wrong. They get they all choose the wrong people to communicate. Sal's a, a big nobody, and the universe has nothing to do with him. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is honest. coming to him. Yellow butterflies, cardinal. Right. Nick, you're on the air. Go ahead. Nick in South Carolina. Yes. Hey, Howard. Good morning. Uh, I feel like I have a Ph.D. in Sal Governale uh, history. And this is the guy that wanted to come and lay in your bed and watch The Bachelor with you. (laughs) Yeah. And this is what he's busy with, these birds. He still does. Yeah. He's a strange guy, Sal. I love Sal. I hired Sal 17 years ago. Um. You know, but he's a strange guy. Even the the logic that he uses and the idea that I want him, he should come to my apartment and hang out with me. I mean, the whole thing was odd. Um, here he is. He, he couldn't understand that you didn't want that. <laughs> yeah, he could not comprehend it. And and uh, he was so angry. He goes, you have Ralph over. Why not me? And I go, yeah. because Ralph doesn't talk to birds. And... Uh, <laughs> But Ralph vomits in your washing machine. Well, you guess where he doesn't come anymore to my house. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I hear you have no desire to quit vaping. And you said that if your kids vaped, you wouldn't be bothered by it. You're crazy. No, I would be bothered by it. I would be upset by it. But, you know, everyone has their own life to live. You know, I would tell them that I don't, you know, I wouldn't approve of it and. I would be disappointed by it, but, um, you know, I hope they don't. And, and they, they don't. would look at you like they do whenever you try to give them advice. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah. Why would you not want to quit vaping? Yeah, that can't be good for you. I know. I I would love to quit vaping, but I'm, I'm really addicted to it. I mean, it, it, yeah, but it I mean, so me quit. The, the birds can't help you. All these uh, people, these angels, yeah. these heavenly bodies that you're in touch with they can't help well i don't know i went to a near nose and throat doctor and she said i look like i haven't smoked a cigarette a day in my life so she said my capillaries are perfect and my veins capillaries are perfect, and my yeah, yeah <laughs> and my blood it's capillaries. Capillaries are perfect <laughs> your, your capillaries your capillaries are good capillaries yeah. cap capillaries whatever what, what how do you say capillary capillaries 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 spell it out you get it you got it. Prevailing. Um, is this the same doctor that touched your balls and now moment you back in the office? <laughs> no, or did you no. get a new doctor? No, that, that, that wasn't the same doctor. I think that doctor just told you everything is fine to get you the fuck out of there. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, how's she going to know <laughs> what's going creep. on in his lungs by looking at his throat? Hmm. By the way, um, Sal's wife is on the phone. Let's talk to her. Yes, Mrs. Governor, how are you? Yeah, I have a message for Sal. Caw, caw. You know what that bird call means? Clean your dick cheese. My fucking sheep stink. You get it? You want me to talk to you like a bird? Caw, 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 caw. You know what that means? Do you know what that means, Sal? Caw, caw, caw. Hello? You make me fucking sick. Fuck you with your disgusting, stupid stories. Howard, it's a tragedy what's going on in my backyard. These poor squirrels, they talk this out for two minutes, then they run into traffic. Sal, you know what's how you got a lot in common with the squirrels? You know that you both have brains the size of peanuts. 
fucking idiot. Why did you, you know, you're an attractive woman. Why did you choose Sal out of all the men that were courting you? Why Sal? What happened? I don't know, you know, Howard. I try to think back to the psychology of it all. You know, we were young. He was charming, you know, but I think back and I have, I have these memories. Like I should have known, you know, I should have seen the red flags. Like one time we were at my, uh, nephew's birthday party and he put in he put his he ran around he put his penis in a cannoli shell and he was running right. around calling it a cocknoli look, look at my cocknoli like that should have been a red flag you know what i'm right. saying but i was young i was young you, i don't know you what thought i was, was thinking i was you thought he was witty at the yeah. time when he did the cocknoli routine yeah you know he was in community college i thought he was so smart i didn't you know i didn't know I didn't know. Was, I'm just wondering what town broker. this was. Were there no other guys but Sal? Right. You know, listen, I'm, I'm attracted. You know, guys wanted me. But, you know, I, I thought he was joking. The bird stuff. And, you know, when you're young, right, you this bullshit he, seems nice. Right. You thought he'd snap out of it. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Gubinale. A sad story right there. All right, Sal. Yeah. There you go. All right. Here's your wife. <laughs> uh, How's the astral Gubinale. projection going? <laughs> horribly he hasn't gone anywhere yeah I, I've, I've been trying and you know it hasn't you worked. can't escape that body huh no i'm not i'm trying robin <laughs> i want to escape right now <laughs> goodbye all right there you go sal who astral projects or would like to astral project St- but he's statistician <laughs> did you ask him where he wants to go <laughs> i don't know but if, if he wants to leave this show it's okay i give him permission <laughs> Wait, you gotta go. What happened to Sal? The astral projected to another radio show. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> He's working there. Oh, there goes Sal. Bye, Sal. When I do meditate, I do thank trees. We don't know Sal's a really dumb guy. Fraternalizing. He sees a cardinal and thinks it's a sign. I want visions. He communicates with squirrels and the dead, but he couldn't pass an English test. Thank you, Grubhub. Love Grubhub. Wow, what they're up to. Grubhub helps you find and order food from wherever you are, and now they deliver your favorite convenience store go-tos. Convenience is coming to you. Download the Grubhub app today. You know what? I'm not thrilled with a lot of these apps. I did a um, telemed visit with my doctor took me an hour to like figure that? out no i mean once it happened yeah but you got to fill out these things and then it says click on this click on that i was having so much trouble with it it was uh-huh. giving me ajda but um uh, this grubhub app easy to work and man they got snacks coming to your house you don't even have to go to the store anymore please it's the greatest thing ever Next Tuesday, our good friend Johnny Knoxville will be joining us. And I got to tell you, when I see... I was thinking about Johnny the other day, and I said, I wonder where he is. What does he do? Well, I think about Johnny every day because I follow him on um, Instagram. Uh And he literally has the best Instagram account I've ever seen. Really? This guy, yeah. He just has videos of people fucking up. (laughs) Last night, there was a video of a girl. I don't know how he gets them. But it's almost like jackass all the time. He had a video of a girl getting out of a car. And I don't know. She lost her balance and she ends up putting her head through a window. I mean, it was crazy. But it was funny. You know, it's it's all fun and games. She didn't die. So you can laugh. (laughs) She might have died, but you don't know. So, 
but it's it's great. I'll tell you uh, that the day you go. So uh, we'll say hi to Johnny next week. Oh, that Lauren Hill, an attractive woman. My goodness, she talk about the whole package. Ooh, what attractive she could sing. She should be a superstar, not these other fucking idiots I see out there. What idiots are you talking about? You okay. know who I mean. I don't want him to say it. <laughs> I mean, like. Eh, they show you know, up. I, That's what those idiots do. They show yeah, up. they show up, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you're right. <laughs> you can you can count on them. Uh, the band broke up. Okay, let me read this. The band broke up mainly due to Lauren Hill and Wycliffe Jean's affair. Oh, I didn't even know they were uh, doing a thing. The breaking point was when Lauren got pregnant and lied to Wycliffe, telling him the child was his. I don't know. I don't even know any of this. Where yeah, are we well, this from? Is there corroboration of these stories? <laughs> she should be dating Pete Davidson. I think. <laughs> I think they'd be a great couple. What do you know, Gary? Is this true? Fuji's. I don't know any of that. I was going to say, I saw her perform at a charity event in the summer of 2019, and she was amazing. She That's what amazing. I mean. Although the whole event, she just was something was wrong in her earphones, and she was making a huge scene that I couldn't <laughs> tell what was going on. But it was really, it was like a whole thing. To, in fact, when somebody reviewed the concert, they talked about how she just she kept tapping on her ear, and she was irritated, but she still sounded great. She did all the songs. And she was awesome. <laughs> That's so hot. <clears throat> you know, an irritated woman. I love it. <clears throat> my mom was irritated. I think I'm attracted to that. My mom was irritated by everything. Oh, these facts come from Wyclef's book. Oh, so, okay. Oh, okay. Wyclef found out the real father was uh, Bob Marley's son, Ronan. And then Lauren was no longer his muse. Okay. All right. Well, there's an interesting story. Those Fugees. Well, that ain't her side Yeah, but of the for story. the music, can't you figure it out? Mm. Well, you know, it's, with men and women, sometimes it gets complicated if they fall in love. Because imagine if Paul and John, let's say Paul got pregnant with John's baby, and then <laughs> turns out it wasn't John's baby. You know what I mean? It would it would break up the Beatles. So there you go. But, you know, there's Fleetwood Mac. They just kept singing no matter what was going on. Chris, you're on the air in Virginia. What's up? And then... Um, I want to bring up Bob Saget for... yeah. Yes, go ahead, Chris. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Howard. Uh, just wanted to uh, say long-time listener, first time, and love you, love Robin. Um, wanted to provide some insight into COVID. Um, totally support what you're saying. I'm actually a COVID-19 coordinator in Virginia, so I actually set up and run the testing events and the uh, vaccination events. Good. Um, and first of all... I wanted to tell you, um, I actually hired two people from Riley Martin staff recently, uh, huge asshole and Willie Fistergast. And, uh, they're just, uh, tremendous workers. But, um, I wanted to tell you as far as the COVID thing, um, people have just become like you're talking about, especially the unvaccinated. They show up at my testing event, want to see if they're positive and they're so selfish and so rude and, like I'll run events for three hours and they have three hours to show up and they wait till like one minute before closing time to show up and get tested. And I have to have the specimens back at the lab within 30 minutes to get, um, you know, processed and keep them on ice. And people just don't understand that. And they're just so rude. And, uh, 
Obviously, They're I'll animals. On that Those aren't people. That's your problem. Those people who don't get vaccinated, they're like farm animals. They, they don't, they're not interested in society. They're not interested in keeping anyone safe. They're not interested in you. They're interested in their selfish fucking bullshit. They're all worried. We're all taking the vaccine. Nothing happened. It's time to fucking get it. They're selfish pricks. And Chris, there's no dealing with them. They shouldn't even give them tests. This is shit. Yeah, why do they care if, if they've got it? They said they wanted to get it. They didn't take a vaccine. Yeah. Then the next thing they know, they're going to the doctor. Like that Clem Beck yesterday. I didn't take the vaccine, but my doctor is treating this vigorously with a horse uh, dewormer. And I'm like, you know, well, why do you trust that doctor and not the other doctor? I, it, it, none of it makes sense. They're all nuts. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it anymore. This country's gone mad. We're, we, we're bowing to the, the whims of the fringe. They got to go. Hold on, hold on. They got to get out of the hold country or, or, or let them die. Don't put them in hospitals anymore. They, they had their chance. Stay home with your COVID and fucking rot. You don't get the vaccine, then you're, you're out of society. It's like Bobo. I want out of the whack pack. I'm scared to be in the whack pack. I'm going to die. All right, you're out. That's it. Maybe we should start offering them some of Riley Martin's symbols to get on the mothership. Okay, <laughs> Chris, what can I do for you uh, quickly? Because I, I got things I need to do on this show. All right. And, uh, and by the way, quickly, take away their health insurance too. They won't get vaccinated. No more. No more going to hospitals and no more health insurance. What do they need it for? Let them sit there and do that voodoo that they do do at home. Let them get. Yeah, let see them, how let them long that doctor will treat them when they can't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Be just, done with uh, Just one last thing, Howard. Uh, I've been married to my wife for seven years. She's a Latina. Um, I love rimming her, but I cannot get her to have anal sex. And she has the nicest, thickest <sighs> ass. And it's <sighs> driving me nuts seeing her in tight pants around the house working virtually <sighs> on non-event days. How in the hell can I get her to have anal sex? Well, first of all, it's unusual to me that your wife enjoys you putting your tongue up her ass and then doesn't want anal sex. But listen, everybody has their own thing. Maybe she's just letting him do that because he likes it, but she can't go any further than that. Well, did you ever ask her why is she there now? No, no, she's not there. I'm on my way to work, actually. Well, what, have you ever said to her, honey, why is it I can't uh, have anal sex with you? She said she's scared of something being put in her ass. Mm-hmm. Are you very large? Uh, no, unfortunately, I'm kind of in your category. I'm about three or four inches. I don't even know if I could get it in there fully. <laughs> Well, I was going to say maybe she's intimidated, but clearly three or four inches is... Uh, <laughs> that's not the problem. <laughs> that's not the problem. So, listen, uh, Chris, I, I would say this. Have you ever had anal sex? Have you ever done it with a woman? No, sir. Okay. I have. It, it's not so great, number one. The couple of times I had it, I could tell you I could feel duty in there. I don't know if I was imagining it or not, but I felt something right, you swimming don't even around. know where the dirty would be, but you thought you were. I felt something. something poking back at me. 
And uh, yes, I came and everything. A couple of women, I couldn't even get my dick in there. A couple of women, <laughs> I got my dick in there. And you know what? The vagina is so much better equipped to satisfy your penis. I can really honestly tell you, <laughs> anal is not that great. Well, Howard, you could say that for you, though. I mean, there are no, tons of people out there who no. love anal. Robin, I, I pretty much, I think I'm every man. I oh. think what I say goes. <laughs> I feel that a lot of guys who are hung up on getting anal, it's a, um, you know, they want everything from their wife. They want it. They, you know, in other words, it's it's passion. I get it. You want it all. You, you, you're you attracted to this woman and you're like, I need every orifice. <laughs> For some men, it's a, a domination thing. You know, hey, I fucked my wife in the ass. You know, it's uh, whatever it is. It's like she's giving you all of her. But, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So I just want you to know, if your wife's not into that kind of thing, it's it's not the worst thing in the world that you're not getting it. You can get accustomed to just be, being in a vagina. If someone had told me when I was a young boy, I'd have a girl laying in bed to me and she'd give me her vagina. I would have been like, that's, I never even thought about somebody's asshole. That seemed ridiculous. I, I, I always just wanted to be in a vagina. So being in a vagina is really fantastic. You're not missing out on anything. It never gets old. I'm amazed how many times I've been inside my wife and it, it feels great each time. Like it's new. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're really are, are intent on getting this, and Robin would be the first to say it, you know, maybe you're not getting your wife hot enough. Uh, Robin, as uh, as everyone knows, it's well documented in her book Quivers of Life. She got so turned on by a guy, she didn't even have it vaginally. She just he he put it right in her ass. She didn't know what to do with herself, and she loved it. She describes loving it. She was she was cuckoo. She was like cookie, like 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 she was in a bathroom. And I mean, I don't want to get into every detail because it's hard for me to look her straight in the face and talk about it. But she went wild. This guy, and he says, the guy just knew what he was doing. He flipped her around, stuck it in her ass, no lube, nothing. And she went to town. Here's what it sounded like. You know, uh, Robin, Sal wants to astral project. Robin anally projected. It was crazy. But but what I'm saying is. They got you face down, ass up. If you really want. To be if you're if this is a strong desire of you, I would turn it over to an anal expert. Ronnie loves working that whole asshole situation. I know Best Ronnie. How, how many years I know you, Ronnie? Thirty six. Thirty six years. This guy was telling me the first year I met him how he worked his woman into an anal situation. He's and he ne- loves you, it, right? He he, he really loves enjoys it. it. You love it, right, Ron? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. You think it's better awesome. than vagina? Um, no, it's it's just different. It's something different. Um, it does feel good because it's it's like really tight. Usually, girls' assholes pretty pretty. You know, everybody's assholes tight. So <laughs> I, I'm just saying that uh, mine is. It, it it feels pretty good. You know. Once Let me you ask you it, this. It's, it's sometimes it's hard, you know, it's hard to get in there too. Well, yeah, I've 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 failed several times trying to get in there. Uh well, but, well, but the first Ronnie the first couple I'll tell you something. Go ahead. The first couple of times I've tried it, like going back years ago, uh 
I got off before I even could get in. <laughs> I was just so, there was so much anticipation about doing it that I was so, you know, turned on by it. By the time I was just about getting in, I, I would get, I got off, you know, so. Well, I can't tell you how many times uh, I hit a brick wall back there, but my, my dick would bend. I could not right. get in there. Uh, yeah, well, you got you got to work. You got to work that. It, it's it's yes. It, it's you know. It's you can't just shove it in. That number one, number number two. A guy, this dude, like you know, if his his wife's not sounds like she's not in. She's not into it, but she's kind of might be into it. Right. He's you know he's eating her asshole out, and she's liking it. Okay. So uh, what I would recommend to him, basically, See, is... See, this is why I go to Ronnie. He's an expert at giving and receiving anal. Uh, this is what you're getting, Chris, free of charge, except for what you pay for your subscription. This is an anal masterclass you're getting because you're talking to the Stephen Hawking of anal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this guy, I'm not kidding you. If you want to really know, and you hear already he's speaking a lot of wisdom. He's saying if she's already getting a tongue up her ass, there's, some, there's something there worth exploring. Now... What I imagine Ronnie's about to teach you with his wisdom in this subject is how to work in and how to get it done. Now, I can't tell you that because I give up very easily. When I see a resistance, I go, "Eh, okay. I had a woman say to me, I really want you to put it in my ass. And we worked it. We smoked weed. We did everything. And we couldn't get my dick in there. How does that feel when, you know, like you can't do something a woman wants? I felt like a failure, but in a way, I was glad. It's frustrating, but I, Ronnie, you don't feel duty back there when you uh, you don't feel like something like swimming around in there. Swimming? No, I've, I've never I've never felt that. I mean, I, really? I, you know, I never even thought about it. I don't care. You know? Have you ever pulled uh, duty out of the ass with your dick? Mm, a little, little little bit on the tip, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't bother you. <laughs> no man, we'll wash it off. What do you, you know? Wow, well, it's life. It's not permanent. Life. Right? <laughs> it's life. You know? Enjoy it. Well, so all right, help Chris out here. He says uh, his woman enjoys tonguing the ass. Go ahead. Yeah. So what? What I'm thinking with Chris's wife, basically, she wants to try it, and like he's already said, she's afraid. So basically, Chris, what you should do is you got to ease into it. You can't just try and and do it right away. So you keep eating her ass like you've been doing. She's liking it. And then, and then there's this this other deal where, you know, you get in between the ass cheeks and you start, you know, you just play around in there like the hot dog bun ass type cheeks. deal. Like you what? Know, you get like the hot dog bun. Okay. You, Hot dog bun. I'm writing this down. In, That's in, between, in between the in between the ass cheeks, like a hot right. dog bun, and um, you know you you just you know kind of lay there if you're in bed, you or you're watching TV and you kind of like play with it like that, um, and then you know you you'll get off maybe a couple of times like that, and then a little bit at a time you try and ease into you know doing the you know really getting in, but. You know, I would recommend just playing with it for a while, you know, sl- you know, ease into it real slow. And eventually she might, you know, t- it'll turn her on enough where she'll want to try it. Well, there's uh, some good advice. Now, Robin, when she had her anal explosion, she 
said, describes that she so instantly got turned on that the dick went right in her ass. I mean, it wasn't no, no, even no, a no, question. No, you don't understand. There was a long seduction. We were we were making out heavily mm-hmm. before any of that occurred. And I was again, I said I was so hot. I wanted to crawl up the side of the building to get to a bed. It was Big like I needed energy. to have that guy. <laughs> and so your ass. I need was, a cock. In other words, juices flowed. Uh, Everything words, was available. <laughs> wow. You see, Ron, that's that goes counter to what you're saying in a way. Uh, no, 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 no. We had work. I mean, it was like he didn't have to work back there. He was mm-hmm. working on me and everything else was happening. Why well, do you it, think it he put it? Why did he like, put it? Why did he put it in your ass? I mean, here you were. Oh, every, every portal was open. Why do you think he chose that portal? I, I mean, do you think we were talking? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it. Do you think it, he made a mistake? Sounds, dude, it sounds like what was going on with her was they they were making out and getting crazy and doing everything you could possibly think of all around the house. And they they would house. It was a bathroom. Well, no, we wore that. Yeah, okay. Like she was all over the place with this guy, and she was so turned on that if he just bent her over and stuck it anywhere, she was happy. That's what he did. He bent (laughs) her over a sink and stuck it in her ass. Exactly, because she was so turned on. And that's why I'm I'm trying to give this. I'm trying to give this guy. I'm trying to give this guy the. You know, the way to kind of ease into it, not just try and stick it into her. Wow. Well, uh, uh, what do you think, Chris? Are you going to give it a shot? I mean, again, you know, if a woman does me like like Beth's not interested in that. And I'm like, who cares? I don't want her. Uh, I want to. I like uh, the vagina. uh, I'm a vagina man. That's uh, what I'm most attracted uh, to. I'm not attracted to. uh, I mean, listen, I've been with a woman. She took my dick. She stuck it right in her. It went right in. I mean, I didn't have to do anything, and uh, well, it was just well, open. That's a, that's a girl. That's a girl who probably likes to get it all the time. So yeah. she's she's knows how to relax her asshole to just put it right in. Do you do? What do you call a girl like that? Good girl. She's a good girl. <laughs> definitely a good girl. Oh, she's definitely yeah. a good girl. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I should only tell you who it is. You would fucking go crazy. I think I know. No. All I know is. <laughs> I think I definitely. <laughs> I still think about Fuck that. Me. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I was like caught by surprise, but I liked it. If you remember, you wrong. told me about it. I don't oh, think I you remember. Oh, <laughs> I don't, but I don't oh right after it no, happened. No. Oh, <laughs> greatest night of my life. I mean, aside from my beautiful wife. Well, that's the uh, thing. Those kind of moments you always remember. I prefer the I can't, Yeah, I can't forget it. Now, now. Uh, <laughs> Chris, this might help too if you got a moment. I, I got a woman on the phone who says she's she's taken a lot of anal and she could tell you what she how she gets into it. Okay, sure. All right, let's see what we got here. This is um, Mildred. Yes, Mildred. Hi. Okay. <laughs> I first I first did anal in 1935. I've been doing it once a month ever since. I love it. The only problem is now my vagina and my asshole are basically the same thing. So when you fuck my cunt, you're fucking my ass and vice versa. All right. This is gross. All right. Chris, oh, my please. goodness. 
But anyway, I think Ronnie's advice is very good. Uh, you know, it's like you just you just got taught football by Tom Brady. You know what I mean? This is uh <laughs> Yes. This is a guy who knows he's have you ever, Ronnie, really been unsuccessful in the sense that um you know you tried and tried and tried and tried and just gave up? You never give up, right? You always no, keep I working. Never, it. No, I never give up. I never give up. Right. You know. It could take years. Sometimes it could take years. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, never, that I never give up. <laughs> in other words, this hot dog in the bun analogy, it, it's it's a constant sort of like, yeah, you know, I, I, I just got to bide my time. You can't be in right. a rush. Right. Well, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy that, actually. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy What if the it, woman but, says, I don't even want you playing around with my ass, uh, you know, during a TV show? Well, it's not always during the TV show. I mean, you know, it, right. it's got to be a relaxing situation. Yeah. But t- try putting on uh, a porno movie, too, you know. Um, for some reason, well, I don't know if every girl is like that, but, you know, for some reason, some girls like... Uh, they like to watch girl on girl. For some reason, they get very fucking turned on. Uh, not seeing a big giant cock all the time. Uh, um, so try that. Try watching porn with her. Do you watch porn with her? Oh, yeah. I watch a lot of porn. And that's part yeah, of what's you, messing me up. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, do you, when you watch porn with her, do you only watch porn with some guy's big giant dick going into a chick? Yeah. Well, try watching Girl on Girl with us. See, see how that works out. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's See, the doctor has many remedies. He doesn't have just one way. No cock involved. You know. Hold on a, a lot second. Of girls don't, a lot of girls don't like, they don't like seeing big cocks like that. Everyone, it's, it's Greta Thunberg, who is a oh. environmentalist. Uh, yes, yes, Miss Thunberg. How dare you sit here talking about anal sex when the planet is dying before our very <laughs> eyes? How dare you? Well, Ronnie's an expert, and Chris has a wife who he would really you like to You have an it. expertise, and, and Ronnie has an expertise. Yeah, exactly. No, Ronnie, how dare you give tips on anal sex, give tips on how to grow trees, clean our oceans, help our dying planet. Yeah, I think you need a good shot in the ass, to be honest with you. <laughs> Ronnie, the come ice on. caps are melting, and you only care about hedonistic pleasures. How dare you? Yeah, listen well, to that voice, boy. You really need it, Miss <laughs> Thunberg. It's it's all good. I mean, we do care about the environment on the show, but it's also fun to hear on Ronnie's uh, anal advice for Chris. Yeah, we but have anal- to keep people going too. You know, we have to have more people living uh, and being born. No, anal sex creates poop, and poop creates methane, and methane pollutes the air. Right, right. Okay, well, thanks, honey. All right. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> Angry woman. Well, you um, know, Ronnie makes a point. Do you think if she got it good, she'd forget about the environment? No, if Ronnie was in bed with her, forget it. It'd be, it'd be all over. No more environment. You would, she wouldn't well, be knocking on your door anymore. Well, Chris, uh... <laughs> You're talking to a guy who says uh, he's never, ever failed at getting anal, that he works it sometimes for years. It's a constant sort of massaging of well, the situation. Well, you know, the thing about Ronnie is he enjoys the entire journey. Like, right. even when he's 
unsuccessful in making that happen that time around, I'll he's make had fun. Else happen. Yeah, make I'll, make, I'll make I'll make something happen. It, it, That's right. It's not always yeah. it's not always the you know the perfect target, but it always works out somehow. You know, looking at Ronnie, sometimes I go, "How could Ronnie be an expert on all things sexual?" But uh, he is. He really uh, he knows he natural knows his juices. way around a woman. He, he knows about natural juices. He knows about anal. He knows natural a lot. <laughs> pre cum, he knows about how to use pre cum. Well, yeah, that's what that's the whole deal with the hot dog bun the, deal. The pre cum. Go ahead. That's how you. What about? But what? But Ronnie, what? Loop, instead of that's how you put the mustard on. Yes, that's, that's the that's the mustard when you slide it into the hot dog bun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so why not just use it? Makes it what? easier for her to enjoy it. She's not. It's not hurting her. It, it, you're not. You're not in her asshole completely. You're just like in the area. She likes getting her asshole eaten out. So obviously, if he, you know, you you got a nice slide deal going on there with pre cum and whatever. You know, she's going to enjoy it because it's like just like getting your asshole licked. Ron, what about some of the ass juices coming from the woman? There is such a thing, right? In other words, some of oh, the yeah. ass oh, juices. Oh, that, oh yeah. Yeah, does the ass that's, juice smell? That's when, dude, when that's how you know you really turned the chick on. When those juices how? start flowing out of there, yeah. it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. You're saying juice comes out. When you say juice, you mean ass like juice. kind of like drippy duty juice, right? That comes no, dripping out of her. No, right? Is it's, it brown? It's almost, it's almost like it's almost like cum, to be honest with you. Really? Out of her ass? Everything down there yeah. turns into cum when <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You don't know where it's coming from by the time you're done. Really? Don't you think that's vaginal juice dripping into the asshole? Uh, possibly. Possible, yeah, it's possibly. possible. That's possible. Dr. Ronnie. Um I think sometimes maybe it's ass sweat. Who knows what is going on back there? Yeah, but Ron, why not? Uh, who cares what it. it is? Enjoy it, whatever <laughs> it is. But Ronnie, exactly. wouldn't wouldn't um, why wouldn't you just buy a tube of lube and 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 and, and lube up some woman's ass? Wouldn't nah, that's that, not fun that he, way. he doesn't get it, Ronnie. Yeah, no, that's I not don't. fun. That's not fun, wow. dude. It'll be a sicky situation. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? If you do that, you're not really turning the chick on. Right, right. You're you know, doing you're it artificially. Right to, you're going right to you're going right to the business, and you don't. It's all do about this. you and not about her, right? Right. Like right. you got to have her be part of it. You got to so ease. Got to ease. You got to ease into it, man. Ease into it. By the way, I once interviewed uh, Ronnie's fiance Stephanie, and she said she just tolerates, you know, Ronnie's uh, lust for anal, which it was interesting. But nevertheless, he does get in there, which makes it even more. Uh, Appropriate to bring Ronnie in as an expert. Here, I'll remind yeah. you. I mean, what is how does it work that Ronnie gets you into anal if you don't enjoy it that much? Um, I, I think I just you easy sneak I just it in. Tell him that. Uh, uh, like normally, I think I think I just kind of flip over and let him do it. I see. And do you it's, brace yourself, or you like, oh shit, here it comes? Because I get li- a lot of the lube ready and everything yeah, like that and stuff. Yeah. It's really I got to be in the mood. So, so sorry. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I mean, the the answer is Ronnie does get it, uh, and and it's impressive. Well, let's uh, talk now. You've uh, you've unleashed the audience. Alex wants Uh-oh. to talk about this. Chris, stay on the line, and maybe we'll get some uh, information from Alex. Yes, Alex. 
Yeah, the best way to the best way to uh, do anal is if they're uh, asking for it. You can't force that. It's just something that's right. too too drastic to force. But I had a girl ask me to do it, and she laid down missionary, and I did it like that. And then she asked me to uh, come inside her. It was the craziest thing I've ever done in my best feeling, hands down. I've had women ask me to do it, and I can't get it in there. I, I and then I get bored. I get. I, I, that's it. I can't get it in. What am I going to do? Did you try it? more than one position? Did you? No. Uh, try uh, no, to no, move, no. 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 You know nothing. Huh? You just my dick uh, was the bending. One time and one position, and that was it. That ass was locked up. There were no juices. <laughs> I didn't see anything. And uh, we tried. We tried relaxing with some weed. But I got, I mean, Did you much try time? a finger? Did you try no, anything else? No, no. I was just like, you know what? I don't care that much. <laughs> let, me, let me fuck your vagina. That's a, there's no problem. It's all set to go. I mean, I don't have the patience that Ronnie has. I'll be honest with you. I got, you know, it's, I got things to do. I paint. I, I, uh. I have a radio show. I mean, I got I got business that I have to conduct. If you're not lubed up and ready, when, that's when a, it. When a girl's okay. a little worked up though, and she she's asking for it, you can go in there with a with a uh, with a goddamn log, man. It's just something happens, it just goes. Yes, that's I agree. It. I've had that. I had a woman got so hot that uh, she she grabbed my dick and stuck it in her <laughs> ass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and yet, like I said, you never forget that. That's a moment. Forget it. I, I'm sure that's what heaven is. I mean, when someone is that excited and uh, it was doggy position and uh, all of a sudden she took it out and stuck it in. And I was like, what the fuck? This yeah, I actually wound up talking to the guy that was in the bathroom in San Francisco years later. And he says, wow, you remember that night, too? I've never forgotten. Wow, oh, isn't that something? You don't yeah. forget well, shit like that. You don't forget shit like that. There's a quote nope. from Ronnie. I'm going to make a post of it. You don't forget <laughs> shit like that. Uh, very good. Very, very good. Uh, Chris, did you want to add something to this discussion? Yeah. Uh, you recently, well, uh, started bottoming for some dude. Uh, maybe you, know uh, you could give the, it now. you could give yeah. that point of view. Sure. Well, a few things. So you say she lets you eat at her ass, correct? Correct. Yeah. Well, I think there's sort of an unwritten rule, at least in the gay community. If you're eating someone's ass, it's really only to prep it for the penis. So you're kind of getting a raw deal if you're just eating her asshole and you're not able to put anything in. Like, do you get any pleasure out of that? Yeah, I, I like eating her ass. All right, okay. but but And you also say you have a small penis, right? Yeah, about four inches. Okay, I would I would play that up. And I know in most situations you wouldn't want to, but... The guy I was with who was giving it to me was probably only about five, maybe five and a half inches. And I can tell you that makes a big difference. You know, not having something really big up your ass. I, I don't think she might not even really feel it that much. It might not be Five and a half inches sounds, I feel that. I can feel it. I feel <laughs> pinky if it was in my ass. Yeah, but this guy's that. four. Well, that's why if you're putting a finger in first and your tongue and your sort of t finger and tongue together, your penis at that point is probably not that big of a deal. By the way, let me tell our subscribers right now, what you're hearing is the Tom Brady and the Joe Montana of anal. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, 
these are two very experienced human beings coming at it from two different angles. Uh, that's why I put together an expert anal panel just for your listening <laughs> pleasure this morning, if you will. Uh, that's the kind of premium you get when you're a serious XM subscriber. Just remember that when it's time to re-up that subscription. <laughs> that's well, right. That's, if you, that's, You'll never that's get this why, kind of advice anywhere else. Go ahead, Ronnie. That's why I'm telling him to stop watching porn with these guys with these big giant dicks that are sticking in these girls' asses. And you look at these girls' faces, and they look like they're going to fucking die. Mm. They, they, right. They make like they're loving it, but I don't believe it for a minute no. that they're and loving you, it. And you can Ronnie, see their assholes have taken a lot of damage over the years. They yep. they, they they look like Sarlacc pits, if you I mean, know Star Wars. I mean, there's shit hanging in there, and it's, it's crazy. Oh, it's a horror scene. Ronnie, um, when you uh, had, we, we made two dildos, one of Richard's dick and one of Sal's dick. Um, you make a good point. You were able to fit Sal's cock in your ass, but not Richard's. So uh, there you go. You're right. It Guys. can be scary, right? Yeah, right? Be you, scary. you got how, how many inches of Sal's cock did you get in your ass? Uh, maybe half of it. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And what happened? There was pain? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard's cock, you couldn't even get oh in your head. Like, you looked at no, it. I, would, I and, wouldn't even attempt it. Uh, you didn't? Wow. No. no. He saw the head, and it was too thick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, you're, getting, you're getting some good advice here. Let's go to Chris. Chris in Washington. Yes, Chris. Can you turn down a little bit? Sorry, I'm with uh, my buddy here. Uh, no, I was just from the experience that I've had, you know, and uh, from the women that I've been with, like, you know, a couple women are like, yeah, choke me, stick it in my ass, you know, and it just goes right in. But when you're easing it into somebody new and stuff like that, they've got to relax, they got to be in the mood. What I've come to find out is if you have like a vibrator or use your finger, rub the clit. It relaxes her, calms her down. She gets into it, stuff like that. And then, you know, spit on it, ease it in, you know, make sure that she's feeling it. And then, you know, go from there. Because sometimes when you're a little bit thicker and shit, you know, definitely you got to slowly ease it in. And then when she finally feels it all, then, you know, let her know she's okay or not. So. Well, it sounds like what happened to uh, Robin, really. Uh, you know, she got so jacked up, she went <laughs> wild. She, she lost her mind. Uh, and that doesn't happen a lot. She's very, uh, very... No, mostly I'm her. human, but that animal comes out every, yeah, every... 20, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> like Haley's comet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Let's go to Rhino. Again. Rhino in Pennsylvania. What's up? Hey, Howard, first-time caller. Thank you for my call, man. I love you guys, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, my thing is with Ronnie, man. Um, I think Ronnie's full of shit uh, about all this sexual experience he's had with anal and shit. Um, he, how long was he married to his wife? Many, many years. Okay, so, so what, what is that? What, is that was he, what does that have to do with it? What is, Nothing. It has a lot to do with it. It has a lot to do with it because you're saying you're have you're fucking all these girls in the ass, 
No, no, you did I say it? Wait, wait a minute. In the last 40, wait a minute, the dude, last 40 say, years, you've been with two women. Did I say I was fucking a ton of girls in the ass? Did I say I was fucking yeah. a ton of girls? No, he didn't. No, I didn't. He didn't. No, I he didn't. didn't, Rhino. Yes, you he did. He had experience. Yeah, did. No, I didn't. No. Ronnie has had a before and a between and an after. Exactly. Okay. And oh, so, his so he, first girlfriend, going, he was doing work. it with her, anal with her, right? That girl? Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. he did. He, he's had good experience with anal. It hasn't been with a ton of partners, let me be clear. But the women he's been with, okay. he gets anal. That's it, Rhino. I, I think you're mishearing oh, what... Uh, but I'm going to hang up on you because you're you're making horrible accusations that are, quite frankly, go, are litigious. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's not getting it. Well, uh, here's Ralph Sorella. I'm not sure what his opinion of anal yeah, is, whether he's he getting it or who giving knows? it. Who knows? <laughs> Which way? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Uh, right. You're touching on it, uh, everybody, but mm. let me put it bluntly. Uh, is that guy still on the phone? Yeah, Chris. Sure, he wants yeah, some yeah, advice. Chris, you don't you don't turn her on that much. It's no great mystery. If you're fucking her from behind, she should be all wet, and you should just be able to shake your dick and just slowly work it in there. I mean, it, she should be wet, and it shouldn't be. You know, it's not hard to do. If she wants it, she doesn't want it. You're you're you know, you don't turn her on that much. Well, she's definitely wet and missionary. Yeah, I don't believe what Ralph's saying is true. Same. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna take some. Nah, I, I mean he's on to something again. Yeah. There's turning on, and then there's turning on. Exactly. Yeah, but anal is scary. I mean, I've been turned on by guys I don't want anal. You know, anal's a scary thing. It Look, have you hurt. ever like turned off your pain. had your brain turned off because the sex is so good? Well, with, when <laughs> I met this last guy, yes. <laughs> there's <laughs> okay. a difference, yeah, right? There's on. a difference. Yeah. You're right. Well, I don't. I believe uh, almost every woman I've been with has never been that turned on. <laughs> no, I can proudly be, say that. Is that that a declaration? Hey, you're ready to make? <laughs> Howard, you're proving my point. You're proving my point. When that chick was so turned on, she wanted it every which way, and right. she was all wet. And she just like stuck it in, and and he could do that if his girl was wet. She's not that wet. She's not that turned on. Ralph, Sorry. let me uh, come back to you in a second. There's someone at my door, if you don't mind. Oh my God! It is the famous actor Michael Caine. Do you? Oh. Do, I'm honored. How are you, sir? I'm absolutely fine. Here's the thing: with anal sex, what you got to do is you sneak in a finger, test her reaction. If she don't scream, you're in the green. <laughs> I was the anal king of Hollywood, and after hearing Robin's story, I made sure to install a sink in every room of our house. <laughs> But Mr. Kane, you've been, you know, listen, you've been a Hollywood actor your whole life. You're, you're a tremendous actor, if I may say so. I really mean it. I've never, you know, I love you as Alfred, as the Batman. What, um, you know, how old were you when you first got anal? Well, let's see. I, I first had anal on the set of Alfie in 1966. It was magnificent. Right. You can lube and it you, up. You don't need lube. It don't matter. Right. And and you're saying that if a woman is turned on enough, that's that's it. You'll you can get in. Oh, absolutely. You know, I learned this at the Globe Theatre. I was in the production of Othello. <laughs> I got bored really? of vaginal sex and anal. Sounds like that's he what got the real anal. magic is. Right. 
All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Uh, Kane. Uh, uh, he's a great actor. Thing. Yes. You've got to make sure to sniff her ass to make sure it's cleared for takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's a good tip. I've you even smell... given anal to the fake shark from Joe's 4. It was fantastic. Do you... um? Do you do you smell the ass, and if it smells a certain way, you know she's ready. Oh, absolutely! It, it's there's very, very modest temperatures, and there's also incredible flavors. So you've got to be very sensual, very particular, and you know international flavors all over the world. Goes right. from every country: <laughs> spicy, sweet, everything. Wow! Isn't that something? Thank you. And in all Thank my you. years, no mud on the helmet. <laughs> No mud on that. Oh, I don't How believe you... that. Me Come on. Listen, there's a nutty quality that tells you there might be a mudslide, so I always just, you know, I don't enter if I taste a little bit. I had no idea, Mr. Kane, that you, you were so passionate about anal. I didn't know. I didn't know that you were. You've got I didn't to know check that. your nails after the little finger. You know, <laughs> nobody likes shit under their fingernails. And, I, you know, no. you definitely don't want to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> Take oh. a shower, girls. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Kane, and I'm honored you would even uh, knock on my door. Thank you. I'm oh, astounded that he joined this conversation. Yeah, Robin's a huge a fan stir. of yours. I think he's like knighted. What's your favorite Michael Kane movie, true. Robin? What's your what? favorite Michael Kane? What's your favorite Michael Kane movie? Oh goodness, favorite Michael Kane movie. Dirty Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's what? Dirty Run Scoundrels. Well, that's a good one. But, I mean, I love his, uh, you know, like, he does these sort of B-movie things where he's like a killer. Mm. Like, you know, he comes back and he's got to revenge, you know, avenge the death of his brother or something. Or he's a spy. I, You know, he's very intriguing. And I just, I watch anything that he does. I do, do you do it all for the money. Mr. Kane, do you ever tr- did you ever try this hot dog thing that Ronnie talks about? It sounds incredibly intriguing. Usually, I just shove shove a garden hose up her ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mr. Kane. Interesting guy. On our phone now. This is interesting, Chris. You're about to get top level advice. Uh, Ralph, thank you. By the way, Ralph says uh, your wife's just not that turned on. Uh, on our phone is Mr. Vic Legina, oh. who is uh, for real a porn star, right? Vic, Vic, give your credits. I'm not a porn star. I was a porn director for the largest company in in porn for about 16 years. I'm no longer in it, but I've had Vic. Have Vic, can I just say something? I just want people to understand who's calling in. You're the former director for Brazzers, right? Yes, former. Yes. Yes. So you're an expert on this kind of thing. What can you've heard Chris's problem? How would you advise him? You've heard Ronnie. You've heard Chris. You've heard Robin's uh, almost unbelievable story. Um, What do you say? Well, first of all, if a woman or in Chris's case, a man is nice enough to let you in that hole, which is a very delicate hole. There's a chance that there's going to be a little surprise at the end. So in order to maintain everyone's good attitude about the thing, first off, you should keep the lights dim, not off, because you're not going to be able to see what you're doing. But once the act is complete, the first rule is you don't look down uh, after you pull out. What you do is you immediately 
make a beeline to your sink without looking down, thoroughly wash the area very, very, very full. Just get it clean, then look down. And if she asks you, or in Chris's case, he asks you, is everything okay? You say, yes, honey, it was fine. You're perfect. You are an anal queen. That's just good tact overall. Mm, smart. Yeah. Now, this man has been on the yeah. front line of anal sex. Ronnie, he's right, isn't he? Uh, Chris, you're nodding your head. He's, you know, he's totally right. Yeah, you never, yeah. You never well, say you. anything like, oh, my God, there's shit on my dick. You no. know, you just, right. you just play it cool. You just play it cool. You can even say, oh, I, I think I broke the condom. Hang on, let me, I just got to change out. Give me one second. You, you never say there's duty, there's shit, there's truffle butter. That ruins the entire experience. <laughs> uh, Vic, thank you. What an honest uh, appraisal of the anal situation. And yeah, what thanks for throwing that in. This is a man. What's the worst anal? What's the worst anal accident you've seen on set when you were directing? Uh, it's traumatic. I mean, there's. Um, I don't think anyone <laughs> ever forgets when they they see they see their first prolapsed anus. It's uh, it's very jarring. It looks kind of like a tongue is sticking out oh. of the of the butthole. And I remember the first time I saw it, I I was I was all shook up. I really was. But <laughs> over time, you get desensitized to those sort of things. And after what happened subsequently, I would just look around at my crew members to see their faces and the look of shock and or repulsion of it. But that's, um, that's, that, that's, that's about the worst it can be. And it's, it's common with someone who does have a lot of anal sex, especially with, with large penises. Yeah. Um, but generally, yeah, you have uh, situations where women have not cleaned out thoroughly. I remember one time we were shooting a live sex show, which was being live uh, broadcast live throughout the Internet. And the girl claimed that she was a vegetarian and that she didn't need the clean out. Um, and it, it, it basically, all of it went up the, the, the man's torso and abdomen during the live oh. sex show, which Ooh. we had to cut away. We couldn't show that. So. <laughs> so when you uh talk about uh anal and all of these things you are an expert uh and you've seen some disasters when you describe that uh, you see a prolapse in other words that's that ass meat we're always talking about well, what do you do on set do you have a uh, a doctor standing by an emergency crew uh what, what let's say someone has this horrible thing happen where their ass prolapses and some uh, anal meat is hanging out what do you do uh, how do you treat that well, unfortunately, we don't have medics on set. Um, every time that I've seen it, the girl kind of just tucks it back in, takes a little break, and then uh, we, we, we go back to the, uh, the the scene and we get her done. Boy, you got to have well, a lady. strong constitution in that business. <laughs> so when you say, so just Robin, to be clear, I, just to be clear, Vic, uh, when we talk about this anal stuff, and, you know, Ronnie talks about the good times, Chris talks about the good times, uh, Chris on the phone from Virginia wants to get in on all of this anal stuff. You're saying uh -huh. that in the event of the horror of an anal prolapse, a woman would just roll it up and put it back in, like loading a cannon. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yes. I see. Yes, very, very much. And like then a, she's right like back to work. You know. <laughs> and, and, and 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 she uh, kind of springs back to action. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to check action, my asshole. Yes, but, but but I would say uh, visit a doctor and 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 get it looked at and maybe get some stitches or something to, to keep it in there. I mean, but, th but, but this is right. This is, these are the, the downsides of doing too much anal. This, this could happen.
You know, Chris, uh, I guess that's why they call it show business. You know, the show's <laughs> got to go on. <laughs> and there really is no business like show business where you Ooh, see boy. someone, you know, get right back in there and roll up their prolapse and get and, and get it stuffed in there and get right back to work. I love it. Uh, Vic yeah, Legina. they only got that uh, camera crew for a little time, you know. they got to make every moment count. Again, I don't want to do a heavy sales pitch here, but this is the kind of uh, entertainment you get when you subscribe to SiriusXM. You don't get this on regular radio. This is, you get a Vic Legina. You get a Ronald Mund. You get a... Can I, you, can you, I just say yes. something? Yes. <laughs> to, to the guy, Chris, that's on the phone? Yes. You don't... don't you know, no no offense to Vic or anything, but don't let your wife listen to this interview. No. You'll never get anal. <laughs> right. It's true. Uh, uh, let's say Professor Professor Legina, this is uh, something uh, we don't want to turn too many. In fact, Chris, you take it in the ass. Why? Uh, you're probably nervous now about getting a prolapsed anus, right? Oh, that's what I said last time on the air. I wouldn't take anything bigger than a finger because, I, I yes. And you, by the way, I've been with guys, and while they haven't prolapsed, I look at that asshole, and it's like a haunted house. Like you just know something <laughs> bad went down in there. It's like I'm like, it's like I get a bad energy from that thing. So, it, you know, it's not like a vagina. They don't always go back. Hold on a second. There's someone at my door, Mr. Legina. Hold on one minute. Um, yes. Oh, it is Senator Bernie Sanders. Some people think he's a communist. Some people think he's a socialist, but uh, he's here. Do you know anything about anal, Senator? Okay, here's what you have to do. You need to take the top 1% of your penis and stick it in the bottom 20% of her asshole. You want 90% of your head and 43% of your shaft and 68% of her anal cavity. That way she gets the full pleasure. Right, right. It's, He's right. It's a game. He's right. It's a game of percentages. Right, Ronnie? You don't want the, the senator is right. Exactly. You'll get senator 40% Sanders. of dick. You'll get 40% Thank you. of shit on your dick. <laughs> With that calculation, okay. Twenty-three percent okay. of women love it. <laughs> let me let me write that down. What is it? What was that second number you gave us? Twenty-three percent of women yeah. who participate in anal pleasure, they love it. Right. Okay. All right. And and, and the percentage of duty to the of smell. What? If you get sixty uh, okay. percent of a smelly shit, you got to stay away. All right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We have to subsidize it. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Well, th this is what I mean. This has been an incredibly honest and interesting uh It's been uh, in-depth, I would say. <laughs> in-depth, it has. And uh, you've heard from some of the top experts. Uh, Vic Legina, how many films do you think you've directed, Vic, in your career? Uh, it's, it's definitely north of 2,000 uh, for sure, but... I, I've been out since uh, basically the pandemic started. The, the entire business changed after the pandemic. Not for reasons you would think, because of COVID and, and all of that, but more so the balance of power switched to performers. That's a whole other discussion. But I've been out. I've been retired. I'm, I've had enough. I've seen enough of that. Would you get a boner on set from seeing sex, or did you become so sort of immune from, from erotic feelings while watching this stuff? It all just became rather wrote uh it was technical like i'm i'm looking at my viewfinder for focus i'm looking at at ex exposure i'm looking at composition i'm not looking at the sex act so it, it was it was a very professional kind of situation 
Really Vic, did you did you uh, go to film school and did you have dreams of directing uh, some of the great Hollywood films and then somehow wandered into the uh, porn field? That's exactly what happened. I have two useless degrees in film production, um, a <laughs> master's and, and a bachelor's. And right. uh, it was a situation where I was living in Los Angeles trying to get regular projects off the ground. And invariably, I got into debt. And then, you know, you just kind of gravitate towards that business. Um, I never expected it to blow up, but it became like this inadvertent snowball of success where I was like, I can't walk away because the money's too good. And definitely for like a maybe above average person, this was not money that I was easily going to get doing any other thing. So I stuck with it a lot longer than I probably wanted to. And I did definitely pay the price in, in some ways mentally because there's some things that you have to kind of compartmentalize when you're dealing with this. But um, you, now that I'm out, uh, I'm gravitating more back to more mainstream productions at the moment. In other words, seeing people who might be damaged uh, by the industry and stuff, it weighs on you after a while. 100%, almost to the point where you have to compartmentalize your feelings and realize, okay, we're doing a job, but you're, you're, you have to kind of just look past the human element of things to the point of, you know, you, their energy. Their energy can affect you, but you're there trying to get a job done. They're there to do a job, but sometimes they might not want to be there, and you kind of just have to be the glue that holds the entire shoot together so everyone gets the job done and everyone gets paid. Vic, so. when you got out of the business, did you ever consider giving up the name Vic Legina? Uh, no, you know, no you're, gonna, you're sticking with it. Uh, I mean, I, obviously that's not my real name, but um, right. I do answer to it. It's one of those things where someone can say my name and I respond to it because I know it's a, it's a work thing or it was a work thing. But um, it's, it's, been, it's been really weird de like decompressing from being in the industry for a couple of years, out of the industry for a couple of years now. Have you ever been, this is a wild question, but have you ever been jizzed on by an accident? In other words, some of these guys can really shoot. Uh, have you ever been doing a close up and then get a, a load on you? No, that hasn't happened. Um, I, I'm a big fan of open toed shoes like flip flops. And yes. I, I have gotten squirt on my feet before on my toes. Oh my God. Happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vic, uh, fascinating. Uh, and by the way, thank you for helping Chris from Virginia out. Uh, there's some really good tips about anal. And uh, there he is, the legendary. Anal etiquette, let's call it. He was really uh, yes. good with the anal etiquette. The legendary Vic Legina, who's now out of the business but has directed his share of porn. He's now legit, uh, even under the name of Vic Legina. And I'm looking for his name on a lot of these uh, straight shows, so to speak, now. The Vic Legina Well, I name. can't wait until he actually wins major awards. You know, one day yeah. we'll see him at the Golden awesome. Globes. I hope so. I do, <laughs> well, I do I, hope so. I actually, I actually did just recently shoot a, a project based on my experiences in the business. Um, oh. That's in post-production right now. So uh, it, it's, it's essentially five days of a pornographer. And the stories that I just told you about, it's a, just a mix of that over a course of a six-day period. So I'll let you know when it's uh, coming out. So you Please can, do. Take a look at it if you wish. Yes. Yeah. Answer the final question. I've argued with Ronnie about this. Is this so-called squirting? It's urine, right? Uh, 
that's that's up for debate. I mean, I still think it's. Uh, I know a doctor on your end said it was P, and I will tell you something. When a woman, okay, so when it came to squirting scenes, the big thing that that everyone would drink would be that Pedialyte. You know, the stuff they use for for kids and babies to hydrate them. Right. Women would be drinking this down by like the pints, like over and over, to make their uh, squirt taste better. I, I would assume because they were doing some pretty raunchy things with that squirt. Uh, yes. So if you're looking at it in terms of a fluid going in your body and coming out, I I lean towards the the pee thing, but there's people who argue that to the end of time. I know. So. The mystery continues. I've had this argument with Ronnie, who is something of an expert, and uh, he swears it's not urine. I, I would swear that it is. What, Vic, I'm fascinated. One last question. What do you do? You're on set, and a female is not so fresh. Either her asshole smells or vagina, or you can't even figure out. Does the director break the news to her or the fellow actor? What is the etiquette on a porn set? You know, that was always the most dicey situation. I've been in situations before where my entire soundstage, like, reeks of just this foulness that you can't believe. And I would tell the, uh, the head office, about these girls who sometimes were under contract. And I was like, we have to do something. But I, as a male, never knew how to broach that subject because if you say something and it upsets them, you may lose your day. So at the end of it all, I, just, I didn't know how to do it. I figure their co-stars would talk to them a little bit about it. But all I know is if I had a vagina – that thing would be would be smelling and tasting like candy. I mean, so to get it to that point, I don't know how that is even possible if you're a woman. I just don't. I believe, I have a theory, that taking baths is the best way to combat that kind of stench. That uh, whatever that is, yeah. that, that bath will take care of it. And I think, Vic, what you're saying is if you were a woman, you'd be constantly submerged in water until uh, you were on set. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the, the vagina is almost like a chemistry set. You need to be a chemist to get that pH right and everything else. And I know some sex workers who have a ritual down where they keep their shit in order. It's really just, it's a matter of management that some people just don't uh, understand or even gather. But it yes. could be foul. It could be rancid. It could be really bad. Well, back in the day, I used to interview so many porn stars, and they would say, some, some women would say to me, if I'm with doing a scene with a woman and she stinks, I go right up to her and I say, listen, honey, you got to go clean up because uh, I can't handle this. So I figured, you know, in most in most uh, cases, uh, that's what's done. But I thought maybe it was the director's responsibility. But uh, what we're learning here today, again, I want to say to our subscribers, uh, we're learning how the sausage is made today. I mean, you watch porn and you think, uh, well, well, you know, I don't want to know the details. But these are the details. And this is what Mr. Lodegina is trying to teach everyone. So uh, thank you again, Vic. You're welcome. Anytime, Howard. It was a pleasure to speak to you. This pleasure. Morning. It's Vic Legina, a man who knows his way around a set, knows his way around anal for sure. Chris, do you well, feel... Well, you know, you have to think about this, Howard. He went to film school, and I'm That's sure right. there are film school students out there who think they're going one way, and they may wind up where Vic Legina did. And That's right. Good Absolutely. to know how it works. They're watching Robin, Aspen. you're learning a lot today. Let me excuse me for one minute, Robin. 
Oh, my God. Dame Judy Dench, the renowned oh. world-class actor. Yes, Miss Dench, how are you? Yes, hello. I want to tell you that I've been receiving anal since the late 1940s, and I know for a fact that ass juice is squirt and not shit. All right. There you go. There's an expert. Thank you, Miss Absolutely. Uh, Miss Dench. Thank you very much. Listen to me. Let me Who tell you about anal. I'm a She's intense. Chris, do you think you've learned now, Chris from Virginia, is there any takeaway from this uh, rather uh, uh, in-depth discussion on this anal? This like and... a master class. Yeah. Right. What have you learned and what are you going to do now? Absolutely, Howard. I feel like uh, this has been uh, truly inspirational and educational, and I feel like I have a path forward now on on how to approach my wife, and I'm definitely going to try to take it step by step, like you guys said, and give it a shot. All right. Good man. So uh, we call this, uh, you've heard of an intervention. This is an analvention, and you <laughs> have just received it. And and and, and by the way, uh, let us know how it goes, okay? Okay, will do. Thank you, Howard. There you go. You had a Bye, question, Chris. and I think we thoroughly answered it, and that's what we do here. Yes, Grace in Washington. Hi, Howard. Hi, Robin. Um, I can guarantee you it's not urine. There might be a trace of it in there. Maybe that's what they've seen. But I have gone to the restroom before having sex, and I have squirted, I mean, kiddie pools. Wow. So well, Grace says there's a, a flood of something it's other than urine coming out of her. There you go. Right. Thank you, Grace. Right. All right. There you go. The the As I say, the mystery continues. Um. Well, I'm nauseous now, and thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, Vic Vagina put the period on the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. I'm picturing our own Chris Wilding with a prolapsed anus. As ask me sticking oh, out. Don't, don't put that into the world. Uh, I right. love the haunted new, house scenario. Yeah. I have, enough ass, I have enough ass issues without that. I don't need that. Yeah. What's going on back there? Uh, you know what it is? I got this new thing for my toilet. It's kind of like a poor man's toto. And I use it when I shit because I want to wash back there, but it makes me it makes me very itchy. Mm, you're not trying good enough. That's uh, my diagnosis. I, but the problem is, I think I'm actually then I'm going in and I'm over wiping because I. Oh boy, that's a mistake. I, I, you gotta I, get it I right. I work it over. I work it over my finger, the toilet paper, and and I don't even want to see a brown dot. Like I want no brown dot. So I think I'm. <laughs> it's a combination of it. Maybe it is a little moist, but I'm also over wiping. And maybe I, I was nauseous, but now I've fully thrown up, so it's fine. Let's talk <laughs> you about asked. You I did. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, by the way, who knew, really, to say, change the subject for a second, that Bob Saget was so beloved? Now, I, I was not in on this, but I am shocked. I, You know, Nikki Glaser's been on our show many, many times. She's a young comic. She's hysterical. She's funny as hell. I'm a big fan of Nikki's, and she's doing quite well for herself. She put out a song for Bob Saget. Oh. And and the guy said to me, Did you got did you hear Nikki Glazer's song for Bob Saget? I said, What? Like you mean a funny song? She goes, No, no a real tearjerker. Wow. I said, What I said, Nikki Glazer put I mean this guy, I I mean I knew he Bob. He was great. He was a great a guy. Very nice man, but I didn't know he was... I think he's like Jesus now. No, now I, he, I think you belittle him by saying he's a nice man. 
He was great. He was wow. immense. He was an incredible human being. Who knew this? You didn't. I would have had him on the show more. I had him only on 10 times. <laughs> I might have had him on 25 times. You know what it is? Oprah, you should be listening to Bob Saget. Bob um, helped a lot of nobodies like Ralph. And uh, you say to yourself, anybody. What was, he was just, yeah. he, was a, he was that kind of guy. Ralph's barely a human being. And like he was and, like Jesus, you know, Jesus would like yeah. do any, you know, anybody he talked to. <laughs> Ralph waited until Bob died to tell us how great he is. He should have told he us while he was alive. never while Bob was with us. I, I mean, um, it's weird. It's also weird when a comedian does something serious, like Nick, like I was waiting for the joke with Nikki, but it, it never came. It's like a whole thing. It's like, listen to that. I was waiting for. Her. I didn't know I she think, wrote music. I, I don't think she does. You know, you know what the sad thing is, is I listen to this. Only Bob Saget would appreciate this song, and now he's dead. She should have sung to him <laughs> he when he was alive. He didn't get to hear it either. No. By the way, if anyone's thinking of writing songs about me, do it now. What are you waiting for? <laughs> if I was Bob was Saget, I'd be pissed. There was somebody who threw their own funeral so they could hear what people Yes, that's true. Nikki, Nikki if you're them. listening, if you feel that way about me, I need you to write a song about me before I die. <laughs> I'll give you notes. Uh, same with anybody who's been moved by me in this life. Fred. Say it now while I'm alive. That is Fred. always writing those songs. Fucking saved this guy's life. You know where he'd be now without me. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Let's see here. Here's the lyrics. Because it's kind of hard to understand. I'm, this is the kind of song Nikki would be on making fun of if, if Nikki hadn't written it. But nevertheless, and it's the I, kind of thing that comedians will use against her in the future in road <laughs> well sometimes i speak to the sky don't hurt the people i love don't hurt anyone well i'm sorry to ask so much of strangers and i'm sorry to ask so much of a ghost the king of what? fatherhood i don't even you know listen <laughs> and if you write a song about me make it very explicit no, make no guessing. Understandable. Yeah, make it like Howard was a great guy. Howard is the handsome, most handsome. Howard was the 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 uh, our savior on earth. It's that kind of lyric. Yeah, don't make us try to figure out what you're saying. The king of fatherhood, someone to trust. When I was down, you brought me up, hanging out with you, full of life and beautiful. Wow. Sometimes I speak to the sky. Don't hurt the people I love. Don't hurt anyone. Don't hurt the people I love. Please don't take anyone. All right, Nikki. Well, I'm I'm glad she was touched and moved to the point of writing a song. I only get songs from Marianne from Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, King of All Blacks called in yesterday, was talking about Kanye West and the way he's dealing with You know with what this. I forgot? We are calling Kanye by the wrong name. Yay, it's called Yay. He's t changed his name legally to Yay. Yay. Jeez. 
<laughs> well, uh, from what I'm reading, again, I'm sure I don't have all of it right, but the gist is that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West broke up. But now that she is dating Pete Davidson, I told you people are being driven crazy by Pete Davidson. I know guys who are absolutely livid that Pete Davidson is getting good-looking women. And like I said, I am proud of him. I mean, uh, it gives every guy who never, uh, you know, wasn't the, the prom king hope. But even this Pete Davidson is is driving Kanye Yay West, Kanye West, crazy. He's gone on a campaign to win her back. And, and King of All Blacks alluded to this. I didn't get into it because it was later in the show. But, you know, it, it's it, in a way, you never win. And I'm sure Kanye West is pissed off because, you know, when Kanye, the legend goes that when Kanye met Kim Kardashian, he was flying her on private jets, on dates. He was he gave her rings worth four or five million dollars. From what I'm reading, Pete Davidson had uh, Kim Kardashian meet him in uh, Staten Island and he took her to a pizza joint and then took her home and banged her. Now, yeah. that's that's the way to do it. He's not rolling out any carpet. It's not no. even a carpet. <laughs> no, I, he's got an attitude. It's great. He's not <laughs> desperate. He doesn't chase these broads. Right. That's his secret. He doesn't. They're chasing he, him. Yeah, he's like, hey, you want to fuck hey. me? Fuck me. You don't want to fuck me? Don't I'm fuck I'm in Staten me. Island. Yeah, you, you, I'm not going from Staten Island. <laughs> and it's driving women nuts. But it's really driving Kanye West nuts. Uh, Pete's big dick energy is driving him crazy. I got some audio to to, to just to, to share with you. I think you'll you find know what this interesting. I was thinking that yeah, you know, I well, I'm trying to determine if Yay is upset because Yay! this is you know she shouldn't go that low or what is it that bothers him about Pete? Every guy thinks that they're better than Pete Davidson. They're obviously not. Pete is putting in zero effort. And Ye is acting like he's never gotten Yay! laid before. And it's driving him nuts. Kanye took Kim Kardashian to the most expensive shops in Paris and Milan. And Pete is taking her shopping at a strip mall in Staten Island. And it's driving <laughs> this guy nuts. So here's what happened. Um, uh, Kim Kardashian was a guest on Saturday Night Live. Within a month of, uh, of that, uh, she, she kissed Pete Davidson on a sketch. Yeah. And she went on a date with him. And Kanye legally changed his name to Ye. And then he appeared on a podcast called Drink Champs. And he claimed Kim is still my wife. He blasted Saturday Night Live for making Kim Kardashian say that she divorced him on TV. Uh, listen to this. Plus, hey, there was SNL making my wife. What? I think there was something about that kiss happened almost in front of him. He was there. Oh, my God. See, that's terrible. Well, here he is. They SNL making my wife say I divorced him on TV because they just wanted to get that bar off. And I ain't never even seen the papers. We never even divorced. Wow. So how we, because that, that ain't no joke to me. Well, my my kids shit. want their parents to stay together. Right. I want their parents, I want us to be together. But I if want you look, to be together too. If you look at the media, that's not what they promoting. Right. That's not what they want. They want it to be a new wedding, a new episode, a new TV show. And then they have people all around in my wife's ear. You know what I'm saying? This is a publicist that's next to her. I don't fuck with her. <laughs> if he says, uh, they in my wife's ear, 
he knows his wife's here, right? I mean, of course uh, he does. Yes, I see. It's a shtick. Anyway, uh, the idea that Saturday Night Live made her say she's divorced, I don't think so. But uh, Kim filed for divorce in February, and the Saturday Night Live kiss happened in October. So, I don't know. It's just, uh, he's got to give it up. He's just got to stop begging her. Um. Then a few weeks later, he put out a plea to get his family back. Then in December, he begged Kim to come back to him while performing his song Run Runaway in concert. Here's the song. I need you to run right back to me, baby. I need you to run right back to me, baby. I need you to run right back, baby. More specifically, I need you to run back to me more specifically, Kimberly. And the guy's hurting, I get it. But he ain't going to get her back with all this kind of nonsense. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, no. This is not good. No. This month, Ye, as you say, released Yay. a song with lyrics. Yay, right. Ye Yay. Released, a, <laughs> Ye released a song Yay. with lyrics saying he's going to beat Pete Davidson's ass. That never yeah. works. Why are you beating his ass? Yeah, like, he, that's going to make Kim fall back in love with you if you, she sees you in a fight with Pete Davidson. And what happens if Pete beats your ass? It's not custodial, Dad. I bought the house next door. What you think the point of really being rich for? When you give them everything, they only want more. Bougie and a ruler, y'all need to do some chores. Rich-ass kids, this ain't your mama house. Climb on your brother's shoulders, get that top ramen out. God sent me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Who? <laughs> God saved me from that crash. He had a car crash. Yeah, a couple um, years ago. Anyway, as long as I'm giving you stuff, um, here's some, uh, this is a bit in 2018, actually. This is quite a coincidence. Pete Davidson was on Saturday Night Live telling Kanye West to take his medication because he, you know, this was at the time when he was endorsing Trump and uh, right. he was uh, doing all kind of wild stuff. And uh, Pete Davidson did a shtick on there where he said, uh, hey, Kanye. Taking your medication sounds like a good idea. No, you're like, yo, this is the real me. I'm off the meds. <laughs> Take them. No shame in the, in the medicine game. I'm on them. It's great. Take them. There's nothing wrong with take them. If I ever got on a plane and the pilot said, I just want all you to know, this is the real me flying. <laughs> I'd jump out. <laughs> Mentally ill is not an excuse to act like a jackass. Okay? So is there anything Kanye can do to win you back? Yeah, uh, there is. And I'll tell you in a way that Kanye understands. I made this. Uh, make Kanye 2006 again. <laughs> well, there you go. Referring to the fact that uh, in 2006, I guess Pete felt Kanye was at the top of his game. Yes. Well, maybe you'll see a fight between Kanye and Pete. But my guess but, you is know, Kanye. You never can tell how those fights are going to turn out. You I'll tell you how it's going to turn out. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think that uh, he's going to fall in love with Pete, 
And people have sex with him. That's what I think will happen. Because <laughs> everyone falls in love with Pete Davidson. Yeah, I mean, if he if Pete can just plant a kiss on him, it could be all over. Uh, Pete is putting out uh, zero effort when it comes to uh, getting laid. And it's working for him. Women yeah, like well, that. Kanye apparently has that way about him, that he has to impress women with, with uh, gifts. Because I think I read... That the new girlfriend, he, uh, you know, sent her to a hotel suite that was filled with clothes so she could just shop and take whatever she wanted. Mm. Wow. That's a lot of effort. Well, there but, you go, so he's Robin. He's got a new girlfriend and he's still asking Kim to come back. I mean, how does the girlfriend feel hearing all this? Right. Well. Anyway, I would like Nikki Glaser to write a song about me while I'm alive. And and a nice song. Please. Like us no no jokes. No jokes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>